Blog Talk Radio. Don't let it change react or fall into the trap. It's time to recognize the thoughts spreading love. 
plan for me But how many times am I to beg him to hold out his hand for me So I'ma take my steps When walking the wrong way, come and take my breath Hard all life, trying to rob all night Some time when I'm asleep, I speak to God on Skype, yeah So I'm convinced as a man Solo, on the beach, extra prints in the sand I tell him walk with me, and I ain't gotta get shot for him to talk to me. I hear his voice through the trees, whispers in the leaves. I'm wild, watch my 40 cow kiss my enemies. True makeup to break up. This the Clippers, I'm giving these niggas shape ups. I wonder who gon' judge me, but for now I wonder who gon' love me. Let the angels sing. Today. I don't know what's going on. You don't, you don't want to say it today. That's all right. You can listen to me in all your life. 
<laughs> Levon Edwards. Pardon me? Levon okay, Edwards uh, with 910. Okay, great. Welcome to the show today. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Okay, that's that's wonderful. 613, welcome to the show. Yo, 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 what's good? Scotty back, tuning in. You know how it goes. <laughs> welcome to the show, Scotty back. How you doing today? Always, buddy. Doing good, man. Flossy Jeezy, what's good, man? Sarah. Salute. You already know, man. Uh, trying to get some of this illumination today. Trying to, trying to get my mind expanded today. Trying to see what's going on. We have another call. 910, welcome to the show. Who we have on today? It's Rusty Dream. Wonderful. Hello. Welcome to the show today. Hello. You there? I appreciate y'all bringing me on. Welcome, welcome to the show. So, uh, uh, Sarah B. Washington, um, what's going on with your day? And uh, what's going on with this topic? It seems, you know, very intriguing today to, to be on deck with the deal with, uh, with the subject matter you got. Absolutely. Um, I'm concerned. I have a big concern for our race, our fight. I'm I'm really concerned. Um, I don't think a lot of people uh, are aware of what's about to happen, and it's very important that we keep people informed. We have to fight. We have to rally, but we have to have a reason. Well, uh, excuse me. What we have to have is an action plan, and I don't think that we have that. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. I mean, we're we're watching violence that is just breaking out and running crazy. I mean, we have you know folks that are openly attacking us and then making excuses for it. We have people that are not be respecting what we do with Black Lives Matter. Uh, mm-hmm. We got a lot of stuff going on out here. I mean, the disrespect of creating you know other organizations with matters on them. somehow this is a joke or something. And I don't know why they're treating us like such a competition, like we're in a competition with people, you know, for, for what lives matter. All I know is my perspective is, as a man, as African-American, as growing up as black, you know, whatever you want to call us, as long as it's positive. Uh, I just think it's very disrespectful, and, and they're, they're treating this thing light. It's not, a, you know, a light matter. And I, like you, just wonder, you know, what's really going on. I mean, timing for... You know, things in Texas and different things going on around the country. And, you know, these people are just getting, you know, extra vacations to go out two weeks while they make something up and then bring it back. We've seen it too many times before. It just just seems kind of insane. Absolutely. Well, see, um, history is constantly repeating itself. The issue is we don't catch on. We're too busy with Facebook, social media, the Internet. We're too busy with all of that and fighting one another. We don't get that history is repeating itself. What's going on is nothing new. It's just basically the beginning to an end. Agreed. Uh, uh, 901, uh, what, what's your take on it? Hold on just a moment. Let me get my uh, board back up here. <laughs> 901, um, 
Uh, excuse me, nine one zero seven two nine. What are your thoughts on that? You said nine one zero. Yes, nine one zero seven two nine. Uh, okay, this is Lamont Edwards, and I think what Miss Sarah is saying is absolutely true. I don't know if uh, anyone has either read on the internet or actually uh, listened to ABC Eleven, but Pat McCurry just uh, signed a law into action. It starts, I think, October 1st to where now the um, the civilian cameras that the police are carrying, they're actually not going to be able to release them. The only person who can get it's not public access anymore. It's actually where the um, only people who can have access to it is if you're in the actual uh, camera. Right. So I'm like this. He's saying that that's protecting the officers, okay, but what about the protection of the actual individuals that's involved? Well, see, um, that's what it's it's for. Um, The word is getting out quicker than they thought. Um, In in my research, uh, I researched a lot over the past 48 hours, and in my research, this was all in preparation. Now, the issue that they're having is they weren't expecting Crips and Bloods to get together. They weren't expecting us to unite. They weren't expecting any of this. And now that we're moving, they're getting nervous. So they have to think of something to do. And people are not catching on. We're marching and we're protesting and we're sitting in the middle of the street. But after we sit in the middle of the street, then what? They have well, their plan I, of action. Well, I think well the next plan of action after I read that would be for you know any individual, whether it be white, black, purple, whatever. I think they need to have body cams or some type of technology. You know, I mean, you have the phones, and obviously that's something that's visual to them. But you know, find something that they can put on themselves to where. They can record the actions too. It's not like they can't that they can take it. You know what I'm saying? They wouldn't have a reason to take it, but they need to at least arm themselves with some type of equipment to where they can record also. Yeah. Well, Miss Miss Mavon, this is Rafa chiming in. I'm sorry, Miss Sarah, to cut you off and everything, but I just want to place my opinion on that too. Also, with the body cams, they even have in the cell phones just, you know, we just watched a video last week where a man was murdered in the, the car with a woman and a child. So all the way up until the police handcuffed her, she said it on the video that the police took her, her phone as she was recording. So even still, you know, as people, even if we do, even if we are armed and equipped, you know, the government has it set up with their different laws and policies and, you know, once they meet, read you your Miranda rights and everything like that, you know, they can do whatever they want to, you know, just like they could intrude in your home or, you know, that's just, just like me and Ms. Sarah was speaking earlier on the war in Sudan. The war in Sudan was to execute black men away from their families so that we weren't able to reproduce. That's the same thing that's going on now. They're just calling it black-on-black crime. It's not that it's black-on-black crime. What it is is that you have this genocide where the white supremacy has um, pretty much set it up to where 
we're on, you know, the black community is so um, entrapped in drugs and violence and, you know, they're going through poverty and poverty and not even just the black community, it's the Mexicans and the minorities as a whole. So, you know, it's set up that way and, you know, like I said, they can do what they want to do. I mean, when they throw you in jail, who's to say, you know, they can't murder you or when they handcuff you or when you're in the police car, it's nobody but you and them. So as, you know, like you said, the gang members and the NAACP and then you have all these different Black Lives Matter and Black Like Me and all these different corporations that are set up and the different things that we're doing, it's our jobs to come together. And like I told Ms. Sarah, we have to protect the community as a whole, the minority race as a whole. And, you know, black lives, that's what we represent. So, of course, first and foremost, we have to build a village. We can't just keep destroying our communities. Absolutely. Well, just a moment. i got a couple more callers. We're going to continue right on with that chain of thought. Okay. Five four zero. Welcome to the show. Who we got in the building? Five four zero. You're you're online. Listen. Okay, one moment. Six five seven. You're live. Who we have to build? What up, Nails? This is Doug. All right, Doug. Welcome to the show. Uh, here with Sarah Washington. Uh, Discussing uh, Black Lives Matters and uh, you know fighting you know this uh, problem and this epidemic um, that we have uh, in a different way and trying to do things a little bit smarter. We'll let you uh, you know chime in here in just a moment, um, sister. I was just talking to you a little while ago. Go ahead if you have anything else to finish on that team. Stuff that's a really good chain of thought you here. Do you have anything else you want to say on that thing with the body counts and stuff? Are you speaking okay. to 910? No, no, he was speaking to Doug, I think. Okay. Oh, oh, oh you you want me to uh, chime in, Mel? Oh, man, um, I got the same point that I had Friday night when we was having a discussion, man. I, um. You know, I, I, don't, I don't like to get too in-depth with it. You know, I ain't for all the marching and praying. I want I want to see some results. And when I say see some results, uh, I'm sure all of us saw the text message. I'm not going to discuss it on the air. I know all of us know somebody that sent us that text message. That's that's what I'm talking about, those type of results. You know, what, what I said uh, the other night, I, I'm dead serious about it. I mean, I've never been on you know, most guys is kind of weird when we come to shopping anyway. I've never been a Walmart person. You know what I'm saying? Boycotting some of these places ain't hard. I'm a single father. Like, I, 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 shop, I shop to my wallet. But I can also shop to my wallet and use my gas to find us. I live in L.A. It's, it's a lot of black business out here. It's a lot of people that don't live within an earshot of black business. But... They want to play these games and act like we don't exist. We're going to start acting like they stores don't exist. We're going to start acting like they causes don't exist. $1.1 trillion of spending power is what we was estimated at. So we keep saying black lives matter, and they keep coming back with that old lame-ass all, all lives matter. Okay, 
Well, let's see if black dollars matter. Then. That's that's what I'm about right now. Like, I mean, I, I was explaining this to somebody the other day, and they said, "Well, how how can y'all be on that when you still you still work in uh, you still work outside of these communities that you live in? You still have jobs. That don't mean we got to spend y'all money that money with y'all." I've felt the energy when you hear older people talk about the 60s, but we made some mistakes in the 60s. We should have never moved out of them communities. Because if we wouldn't have moved out of them communities, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have these issues right now to this extent. We had black police officers, bankers, home loans. We had a community. Right now, we just scattered out. We scattered out trying to help each other out. That's the sad part about it. That was their mission, Our though, to get us all out. away from each other. They want every family broken up. They want everybody to be single families, man. They want to destroy everybody, you know? And it ain't right. If I can interject for a minute, um, yes, I just right. want to speak on um, what you said about um, spending our money at um, black-owned uh, businesses. Here's the thing with that. With black-owned businesses, we don't have billion-dollar businesses. How many black people have million and billion-dollar businesses? Not many at all. So you have to look at everything that's going on. What's going on is the U.S. dollar won't be worth anything in a matter of a few years. You have to pay attention of the stock market. China owns everything. And all they're basically waiting for is to collect. When U.S. dollar is worth nothing, then there will be a Great Depression. It goes deeper than that. We need Walmart. They know we need this. So this is what I'm saying when we have to come up with a plan of action. We're marching. We're doing all that, and all of that is good. But for us to say don't spend our money there, we're still going to have to spend our money there. You know why? Because they know they own. They own insurance companies. They own um you need baby supplies. They own that. You need cars. They own that. So if we don't spend our money with them, we're going to be paralyzed. And that's what they're looking for. And it all comes to Marshall's Law. You have to understand, a lot of people don't know what Marshall's Law is. A lot of people in the 90s stopped going to school. Mothers stopped being mothers. Fathers stopped being fathers. And then you have the kids on the street, and they're not getting education. If they had the proper education, they would know about these things. They would know with Marshall's Law, you will lose your civil rights. You will lose everything, and the military will be involved. There's no more president. There's no more government. Everything shuts down. And right now what we have is the beginning of a race war. They are trying to trigger us. We can go and march, and they're still going to put sharpshooters, and they're going to shoot their own people. So we, so the white people can get upset, then we counter-react, and then we have a race war. And once that race war starts, it's going to be called a march. Martial law is going to be called. And once martial law is called, it's over for all of us. Imagine Katrina in America. I used to live in New Orleans, too. So when I say that we need to boycott their businesses and stop spending money with them, I'm going to say what I said. Uh, Nels heard me say it Friday. I'm going to say what I said Friday. I said 
we need to do one Friday a month where we just don't participate in America, period. Quit using these little sick days from these little funky jobs that we got for the turn up, the recovery for the turn up and all of that. No school, no work, no groceries, no gas, no nothing. Now, you have to be organized after that. You start coming up with a list of demands when you start withdrawing money. Cause like, right? Most of us got children or, or, or you take care of support somebody. If they don't cooperate, you withdraw the funds. Then when you withdraw the funds, you submit a list of demands that go with it. Okay, I'm going to take your allowance. But when you get your allowance back, you get extra X, Y, and Z. Now, I hear what you're saying because it's very evident that there's something bigger in the works. There's a lot of plans in, in being ex-military. When you say martial law, we all know what that means. Everybody who's been in the military, we know what that means. We know that when you say martial law, we all have been overseas and seen what we do overseas. Trust me. If you think the police is cutting up over here, you need to see what we do overseas. A, a lot of a, a lot of ex-military guys is religious because because you're trying to cleanse some of the stuff that you've seen overseas. But as of right now, we need to have a plan that as we think is going to get something out of it. Because marching, we're not getting nothing out of marching. It's not working. No, it's not. They, they popped everybody... two kids this weekend while we was out here marching. They popped two kids this weekend. And they're like, it, 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 it's not working. They're going to continue. That's why we have to stop and think. And I hear you. Stop. You can do it one Friday a month and stop, but that's only going to push China to come in because now they're not making money. America is not making money. So China is going to come in quicker. And when China comes in quicker, then it's over for everybody. I don't think people understand um, when this martial law comes into play, there's nothing left. There's every man for itself. There's no, no jobs. There's nothing. There's absolutely nothing. And people, if they would educate themselves, if they would do the research, they would know we have to stay in school. We put the flags down, we need to go in school because they're going to take them away. They're going to take school away from us. No judge, no, no anybody will have any say-so if this happens and the race war is beginning. I just want to um, elaborate on something. Um, my research yesterday, I was very disturbed. Everybody is marching. I did a video, and I can't understand why they're not coming up with an action plan. So I said, you know what, let me do some more research. Let me see how these people think. So I went into white supremacy websites, and I looked on their websites. And I looked mm-hmm. in their chat room. I've actually posted some things that they said. And in the conversation, they posted that, is this the beginning of the race war? And people elaborated, the race war started already, but Dallas was the, the match that lit the fire. Just wait till Cleveland, at the, uh, in Cleveland, at the Republican um, convention. What does that mean? Mm. Then I scrolled down even more, researched even more, and started looking at newspaper articles. Already in the newspaper articles, it says that uh, they're expect, expecting terrorists to react at, in Cleveland uh, basically to finish um, the job 
that the the young man quote unquote didn't in Dallas. Now And they're gonna blame that on us. Exactly. That's that's my point. Now that whole night when that shooting occurred, they said it was a triangular perimeter, which means not you have to be an octopus, and there have to be plenty of octopuses or very big octopus to shoot in those three uh, those three areas. I saw the video and I heard the gunfire, and it was more than one gun. Now in the morning, I looked at the news six o'clock, and the uh, the officer, the, the chief. He looked nervous and he looked scared when he gave the report and said that there was one man. He said he acted alone. Then they posted a picture up with him and his daishiki with his black power fist up. Now, let me go back to the article I seen uh, in the newspaper about the Republican uh, convention next week. They said... They're getting prepared for the other two terrorists that attacked Dallas. But mind you, they said it was only one person. So they're setting us up. Then I see the news this morning, and uh, I think it was Dr. Jeff. They were teaching uh, us how to talk to our children. And in the interview, he said he thinks that we should bring our children, children that are old enough to understand, he thinks that we should bring our children to this environment, not doing his research. We we don't think like they think, so we're not going to think to go on their website and find out what they're doing. We say, fuck them. We don't want to know nothing about them because this is what we're doing. Actually, what we need to do is research them because they've been researching us for 400 years. Study your That's enemy. the only That's way the we're going to come up. War. Exactly. That's the one thing that's the one thing that's gonna save us. Anything else is not. Protesting, just protesting and sitting in the middle of the street is not. Joining gangs is not. If we're gonna join gangs, we need to join the flag and then burn them. Because when martial law comes into play, no gang can help us. No nothing can help us. We need these people with a platform to come together with the NAACP and come up with a plan of action. Otherwise, we're being set up and we're hotheads. We're pissed off right now. So anything intelligent we try to say, they're not hearing. So we have to constantly shove it in their face. Push, 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 push. That's what we have to do. I don't. I don't think that there's a, a cure for what we're dealing with because it's a mental thing. When you listen to them talk, when they describe Black Lives Matter, when they describe us, I was uh, explaining it to my uh, my oldest son who is uh, 13 a couple of months ago. When they describe us, all right, think about it like this. You got a snake and a bunny rabbit, right? Um, they both break in your house, or you both find them in the bathroom or something. Which one are you trying to get rid of? You're trying to get rid of the snake, right? Absolutely. Because you know at any, at any point, any given time, that snake can hurt you, can hurt your way of life, can, can change how you do things. The bunny rabbit ain't going to change how you do things. You'll move around the bunny rabbit. You can operate around the bunny rabbit because you feel safe. You don't feel safe around the snake. 
your mind is already programmed that the snake is going to hurt me and I have to do everything in my power to get rid of this snake. That is how they see us. Absolutely. That is why the elimination of our children from 12 to 92, or our people from 12 to 92, it don't phase them. That's how they can actually sit there and say that it was okay to kill a 12-year-old. They, they, if you watch the news, every time we said somebody of color said he was 12, what was the next word they said? And I know all of y'all heard it. This is what made me stop watching the news about a year and change ago. They said, but. But means you are not willing to change your way of thinking. If you tell me, hey, every time you stick your foot in that fire, it's going to burn, and I go, but I'm not willing to change the way I think. So I'm telling you that I'm not willing to change. They're telling us they're not willing to change the way they think. So we we being presented with one or three ideas. Try to reason with them and see if we can get them to change, and that sounds like some spousal abuse type shit right there. Because we've all seen that some some girl getting just demolished every day, and we were like, "Why won't she leave?" And she's sitting there hoping she he changes. He's not. We presented with another one, which is mass exodus. Get as much money and as much people as willing to go that ain't brainwashed enough that want to go somewhere else and leave. And the third idea is fight back, and we all know we. We're not equipped for that. We're not financially equipped. We're not prepared for that. Some of us are, but it's not enough of us. Y'all well, know we got older people in our family to be trying to negotiate with the way you think and to the point where you like, fuck Christmas, I'm not going to dinner this year because I don't feel like arguing. We all got them. Absolutely. But that goes back, to elaborate on that, that goes back to the letter Willie Lynch wrote to all slave owners, it told you, it said how to 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 um, excuse me. Basically, it teaches you how to teach a, a slave that he's a nigger. The first thing you take away is their name, then their clothes, then it goes so on and so and so forth. It's a whole letter written telling people how to treat us the way they do. You can see if you read that letter, you will see how these people think. And if you read that letter and you examine that letter, you would know how to counteract. Again, this is where education comes into play. We're still saying fuck that. We get in hours and we're not allowing education to come into play. Now, the three choices that you gave, none of it is going to happen. Unfortunately. But you have to realize And what these sick individuals Don't realize And what is not taught And what is not said um, I was speaking to somebody yesterday And um, I I, I asked some questions And uh, I asked one question And the question was Where did white people come from? Why are they so hateful If we were born In uh, Africa? And he in turn answered me, everybody was black. Every These people, they were black at one point. But all the negative people, all the dirty people, everything that they were doing, the bestiality, everything, they were, they were banished to the mountains. 
And once they were banished to the mountains, there's no sun there. So their skin color changed. Then he told me, um, this is how, you know, excuse my French, but Caucasian people, they don't, um, in the sun, they can't take the sun too long, skin burn. This is this is the reason why. We know certain things, but we don't know why, and nobody cares to find out. Nobody really cares to crack the Bible and find out why. These are things that they need to know. And if um, these white supremacists, if they were that intelligent, then they would find out about their history instead of preaching Aryan nations. The slogan of my life and my family tree and my family crest is life or death. My family name's McLean from the Scottish tribe of McLean that fought the English off. The last war with the English, the Scots fought them. Mm-hmm. And they've been destroying families forever. They've been forever. shipping you, you know, the ship one of your cousins to, you know, the West Coast. They ship one of your cousins to the East Coast. They ship one guy to the Midwest and make their families all apart. And that's how exactly. they've been doing it for years and years and years and years and years, and they just keep warping minds and minds and minds for no apparent reason at all, just because there's something that, in, that's hidden in plain sight it, that it most really people is. can't see. It really is. Like um, Scotland, I, I know about the war in Scotland, and they, they treated them like they treat us. Yeah, my I read about it too. But it means death or life, McLean, M-A-C-L-E-A-N. That's what it means. And before the time, the Mary Queen of Scots inducted the Queen of England into the tribe because they were cousins. The Queen of Scots got killed by the Queen of England because the Queen oh. of England was had so much hatred for her cousin because she wanted to rule the world and changed it. And a lot of that happened back in the day, and they don't want you to know about that. Yeah, they don't want you to know about it, because it's the same thing. It's history repeating itself. Uh, England had more money than Scotland. They had more than Scotland. So, of course, they're going to get jealous. You have more money, of course you're going to win. But, see, here's how we flip it. This is how we change history. We honestly don't need the money we need resources, and the way right. to get the resources is teach our kids how to plant uh, seeds in the ground, how to grow food, how to go out there and uh, some people might not agree, but hunt, how to make your own clothes. We're so busy buying these practice clothes, we're spending money for labels. These are still their clothes, but how about this? They still get it they from got, China. So we're buying they got them stuff. So messed up. They got them they so messed do. up. They do. I, I took my children to the south with me last summer for a family vacation. You should have seen how we all used to go when we were kids. We all know a little bit about farming and a little bit about fishing and hunting. I was, I was, I was depressed. I got two boys. I was depressed because they remind me of how my female cousin used to act when we would go out there and fish. I didn't know whether to beat them up or try to explain it to them. I was, I was hurt. I don't. Yeah, I, they couldn't know. survive without a grocery store. I was hurt. I, I'm, I am officially not doing my job when I saw that. I was like, "Wow," because that's the Absolutely. basis. 
Oh, I'm sorry, moment. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just had that that that, that image pop in my head. <laughs> that's fine, but see, that's that's what kids don't know how to do. I was taught by my family. Um, my father and his brothers had a fishing club, and we were all little. We would all go out on a retreat. We would fish. My grandmother taught my uncles how to fish. So it was something that's passed down. My uncles taught my brothers and my cousins how to hunt. So it's something that's passed down. So in retrospect, we will survive. But the thing is, the people that know it, we have to teach it to the people that don't know it because we're going to have to use these things. This is how we get past this. The, the spending money, we have more people. We have more people. Like I, I, on my post, I said, you cannot fit Africa into America. It's not going to happen. And you have to realize the major, the minority is the majority, and that's just not black people. That's Latinos. That's uh, Haitians. It goes on. It goes on and on and on because these people, their only concern is their race, and that's the white race. And every other race, race populates that white race. So in actuality, if we teach our people how to survive, if we teach our people how to um make clothes, how to survive in the streets. When martial law comes, because it's coming, then we'll win. We're going to have to fight. This is what you need to know. We're going to have to fight. But the, the white people, their issue, the government's issue is they're scared. At this point, they're scared. For that very yeah. reason, there's more of us. And we're not, we're not using uh, Martin Luther King's movement. We're too hot-headed for that. He thought about things. They're not. We're too hot-headed. I don't, agree, I don't agree with his movement 100%, though, because well, I, people, I believe we lost financial power behind that. We, we needed did. to stick together. Here's the thing. You have to go deeper because it was supposed they only gave us pennies. They only gave us pennies. I don't know. He died over the equal rights. Gregory was supposed to be there the night Martin Luther King got shot. And uh, when Martin Luther King called him up to ask him if he'd come, and he goes, no, you're not taking both of us, you know, because he knew there was going to be, it was going to happen. Dick Gregory didn't go to that day. When you go into struggle, when you move into a race war, people will die. There will be casualties. The only thing is, you better hope your morality and your soul is good with God, because that's the only thing that's going to save you at this point. There will be casualties. It will be crazy. But the thing is, every every race has gotten their just due, except our race. And as long as my morality and my soul is in the right place, you can take me off of this earth today. I know I'm coming back. And I know I'm, I don't have to deal with this. I don't have to deal with this. And people Friday need to night. get that. Nope. I was saying that Friday night that we need to be okay with being seeds. We need to be okay with being seeds. Like a lot of us are not okay with being seeds. I'm okay with it. You, I, I, I said something on the phone that night and I didn't mean to step on no toes but I said if you ain't accomplished what you were going to accomplish by about 30 you need to be okay with being a seed <laughs> you really do if you ain't accomplished what you were going to accomplish by 30 you need to be okay with being a seed plan for the next generation you might have to be one of them frontline warriors to go out and handle the business to make sure that that next generation get the knowledge and get set on track to do what they need to be doing I'm 40 and changed. I got teenagers. Like, I'm okay with being a seed. 
I really am. You just go, you're gonna have to be planted. Yeah, I understand. I'm sorry, somebody was calling my name. Yes, Miss Sarah, can I also inject um, while we're talking about that? Also, the thing that I've learned when I was in Arizona, this is LaVon Edwards. And one thing you have to know when dealing with the police, in Arizona we have the saying that ignorance of the law is no excuse. Mm -hmm. And basically the laws, the ordinance, and everything is in the libraries. People have to educate their self okay. on what you what the police can do and what the police mm-hmm. can't do. I um, agree. I've gotten police officers actually kicked off the force based on knowing a different ordinance. I have police officers come to me and they're like, ordinance number such and such says this. Okay, by me being um, paralegal, mm-hmm. okay, I did the research. I went to, I called the uh, library, and I'm like, well, okay, what does this law state? Please tell me. So, therefore, when the police officer approached me, it's like, no, that's not what the ordinance says. You know, and if you're going to give me a ticket, go ahead and give me the ticket because I'm going to court with you because Mm -hmm. I know what that law says. You know, so basically they left me alone, but they went to another person that I knew that I had gave the ordinance to, I started passing it around. Mm-hmm. So the person that they gave that ticket to took them to court. By them taking them to court, they had to pay them for their time off from work. They had to uh, actually get kicked off the force because they were given too many tickets. I'm talking about every weekend they were giving people like 50 tickets. Wow. But everybody was just taking the ticket because they didn't know. They wasn't educated enough to know that that ordinance did not say that. Mm-hmm. So once yeah, they yeah. found That's out that that person gave... These traffic gave, stops, too. These yeah, traffic stops. You have, to they, be, they, you have to be educated. You have to be educated. They pull you over. That's the key to everything. Yeah, I had one stop me out here in California talking about tenant windows. I said, what moving violation did I commit? We argued all day, but when I showed up in court, he didn't show up in court with that ticket because I was dead serious. That was a hundred dollar ticket. I'm not about to be. I'm not about to be in that. He, he, oh, and it beat them little town ones because I was driving through a little town to go pick my sons up from their mother. So he was thinking he was just gonna get it and get over. Nah, I got plenty of off days. I only work 21 days a month. I go back. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no but see, with the little towns, it's even worse. That's why. Well, I'm in Jersey, and when mm-hmm. we go to um, towards South Jersey, we know oh, yeah. we better be straight because these yeah. little towns that we go through, they don't have any action. And as soon as they see a black person in the car, please don't let it be a black person and a white person. They're really going to stop you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they get ticket happy because you know that they have a certain quota that they have to have. They get ticket happy. They're, and they're taught in the, in the police departments. And there's videos out there on YouTube. You have to do the research. They're taught to put yeah. tickets. When um, cops are in minority towns, they serve in mi- minority towns, they know that they're going to meet their qu- quota. That's why they mess with so many people. And now that this bull crap is going on, when they mess with people, they're going to go extra hard, especially now because they're scared. We're going to fight back. They're going to knock so many cell phones out of people's hands. They are going to beat the shit out of us. But you know what? 
we get up and we keep fighting. They cannot kill all of us. And it's sad and it's so scary that we have to deal with this, but we're going to have to. There is no getting out of this. Our eyes have been shut long enough, and we don't have any time to waste. I, uh, that mentions something about how they were, uh, you know, um, the cameras falling off of guys, and they're not even going to be required to, you know, they can't use the cameras against people. So we're already seeing where they're trying to do the same thing with cell phones, where they don't even, they're going to try to come up with ordinances where you can't even, you know, use your, your cell phones anymore. And, and that's, that's going to be the new attack. They're going to come up with some BS law that says that you cannot uh, use your cell phones as well as figure out a way to maybe protect the cops. In order, by cutting off someone's First Amendment right to use their cell phone or to, you know, tell the cops all of a sudden that you, you don't have to, you know, surrender that information. You know, there's an information act that's out there, been out since 1937, that you have to release information upon demand, and the person who's can't use that phone to use it all the time. Just a second, sir. I'm going to let you back in here. 206, uh, you're on the line, Seattle. Who we got? Yeah, what's up, man? Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray, what's happening, boy? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening, man? It's beat up. It's beat up, man. It's beat up. I know. What's cracking? What's happening? How y'all doing, family? <laughs> All right. What's got, going got on, family? You got a show rolling right now with a lot of great, knowledgeable talking about this, uh, you know, with this Illuminati, not Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? But real illumination, real enlightenment here. And uh, Sarah Washington uh, graced us with her presence today, gave us an opportunity to, you know, think about how to fight this situation a lot smarter than we're doing it right now. And uh, I'm going to let her finish her chain of thought, and you can chime in anytime you like because I'm loving the way this thing is rolling. I'm going to try to squeeze another hour on this thing. Go ahead. Go ahead, Sarah. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, how are you, first and foremost? I'm good. I'm good. That's good. I appreciate you calling in. But I, uh, before I get into um, a different subject, which is NASA, I would like to hear what you have to say. Elaborate on some few th- a few things. Well, I, I was listening to you guys, and I listened to what you guys were saying, and uh, you know, um, I just feel like the biggest thing is because. Out here in Seattle, man, I look at the situation, man. I look at the numbers. I always look at numbers, man. And the thing about it, I got a small circle of brothers that we all get together and talk about. And when I when I when I see people, you already can know the language because I see how they look at us, and I, and when we look at them, and we all know in the back of our mind what's going on. And that language tells me, man, that there's something brewing on, and, I, and it's exactly what we were just talking about. Based off, a lot of people are programmed what they see on television. A lot of people are programmed by that, and they're not deep thinkers. And the thing what you guys were saying most importantly is the thing about the perception and the situation they put things out. And one of the biggest things that I've noticed on uh, CNN and all the stuff I took of people yesterday was. When he was talking about my man, uh, uh, the shooter down in Dallas, they was talking about the social media. And one of the biggest things they I was looking at the social media page, they were talking about the red, black, and green. They were talking about that in social media. They were talking about the groups and things like that. And I'm the owner of a group in social media, which is pretty much nothing, basically. But at the same time, I see the fact that they try to figure out the words that the, the shooter was putting down on paper. They were saying it was something about RB. They don't know what it is. 
for the whole time. I think it was RBG. And I look at all the information on how it's pointing and pointing directly at what that I, some of the stuff that I participate in, you know, some of the stuff that I believe in, some of the stuff that I follow. You know, because the reason why they get nervous is because they feel something's growing. They know something's growing. It's, it spreads like wildfire. But it's going to start waking up. See, down and down they got to know. They got to yeah, know. They, they, you can't they, do they, wrong they, for this long. We're going on 462 years they've been over here cutting yeah, up. You well, can't well, do long well, what that I'm long. Saying, see, this what I'm saying, though, is this, though, man. I'm reading the signs that the thing is they are watching us, but they don't understand we've been watching them. We've been mm-hmm. see they try they trying to catch up with what's going on with us, and they pretty much are up on it. But that's why it's happening in our social medias and everything like that so heavily. You know what I'm saying? Because the word is getting out, and when something gets big and gets big and gets big, you have no choice but to know. They know this conscious movement is getting real strong. It's getting real big. It's getting real because for so long. You can't take no more. Like my dad used to always say, when you put so much pressure on some shit, it's going to pop. You put pressure on the pipe, it's going to pop. That's what's going on right now. So my best thing is, man, is for us to watch what we do, be very, very, very careful what we do as far as us as a people. Parents yeah. for what they have. Absolutely. This is the whole point of this show. Um, can I briefly ask everybody to mute their phones? Because uh, whoever's listening, I want them to get the information. Um, what I want to say um, about Dallas, I'm just going to go to Dallas real quickly. Um, that one person, him writing RB on the wall. Uh, let's be clear. They said they sent a bomb in. And he died by explosion. There were no uh, firefighters there. There was no word of an explosion until the next morning. We still haven't heard. We haven't even heard about explosion in the building, nothing being fixed, nothing. And, see, they know that we're not paying attention to that, or most of us are not paying attention to the details that they, they say. We just hear certain stuff. And we don't want to hear no more because we're so pissed off. And that's what people need to understand. They are banking on our emotional state. We are, I, I want to say pure people. We're not, but we're probably the purest. And they bank on that. They don't know. They don't have the feelings that we have. They don't feel what we feel. And quite honestly, they couldn't handle what we handle. You see they're running scared now, so they don't know what to do. In that post that I read on the white supremacy, I want to say it again. They said, for every uh, two cops, we know one cop is going to fall, but it's a small price we have to pay to save our race. They're willing to That's sacrifice terror. their they own. Terror. For every two, they terrify. They one terrify. To say they do they not realize for every two one would get do you know how many white officers is gonna get killed and they're gonna make it seem like it's just not it's not them because they're not only gonna shoot white officers they're gonna shoot a lot of them but pretty soon they're gonna start shooting us you understand what I'm saying and then we're bringing kids to this event because we want them to experience what our ancestors went through and the time is now but the time is not now now is the time to come up with a plan of action and the only way we can do that is educate the uneducated 
Well, right. I had a I had a thing that I threw out Friday night, and uh, it's uh, in lieu to exposing what's really going on to the, with the system. And I said, why do they have all of these new police officers graduate 60 and 70 and 80 a class because of the high turnover and how corrosive and how carcinogenic the thought process and the actual daily action of being a police officer is? Because there is some very, very, very bad situations that they get into where they honestly and genuinely have a few of them. We all might have a family member or two. I know I got a cousin. He can't stand it, and I can't figure out how you got a degree, and that's the best job you could get, but that's another show. But what I came up with was a solution because once you withdraw the money, you need to come back with demands. And I said, well, if we approach this thing to really expose what it is, and we get legislation in place, say for every three uh, domestic, or or excuse me, um, um, police brutalities, every three police brutalities they have, make it like malpractice insurance. They gotta have this this police brutality insurance when they graduate from the academy or else they can't be hired by no academy. So once they do get hired, if you get three of them a year, you're gone, because one of the dudes that was involved with the shooting of the brother Alton, had five of them. He had five police brutality complaints. Five. He shouldn't even been there. Five of them. But you put this legislation in place to the point where, okay, if you get three of them, you shouldn't be able to work, period. And if they're still working, we're exposing that there's something that's going on in the system to eliminate us. How many yeah, doctors, how many, how many dentists you know with three and four damn uh, malpractices? You don't, because they got another career. You don't know. You don't know no doctor with no three and four mile practices, right? Not unless he, not unless he's well, he's working in the system and got them hookups in the system. Pharmaceutical people and put him in a place where he can have five or six of them malpractices and it go undercover. Because once you get a couple of them malpractice suits, it's a wrap. Everybody know you on ND or not ND, whatever it is, the, the little website that they got where they recommend or don't recommend it, Yelp and all the other. So if we get legislation in place, it's only going to do one thing. It's going to expose that it's been a plan for the past 460-something years to to either, A, wipe out as many of us as possible until they get down to the ones that think, like, I'm going to say this as politically correct as I can, our elders. Because I've had some conversations with some older people in my family, and they need to quit talking to me. That's some defeated hey. shit, and I ain't with it. Check this <laughs> Sorry. Out. The, the, let, me, let, me, let me say something right quick, man. Uh, just check this out. Okay. The place, okay the, let's talk about, let me, let me say this about this this guy, uh, the shooter they said that was doing this in Dallas, and I'll go back to the, what the sister said. You know, my, my, my uncle lives in Mesquite, Texas. That's where they say he's from. And I go down to Mesquite all the time. I go down to Texas on a regular basis, man. I got all my fam down there and my family in Louisiana. And the thing about it is, I find it interesting, man. Nobody knows this kid, man. Nobody knows anything about this guy. And what's so funny about it, my uncle in, in Mesquite said, I've been living in Mesquite all my life, man. And I don't know who this kid is, bro. People in, people in the Mesquite area know each other. Mesquite's not that huge, man. It's not that big. But what I'm saying is, though, is that you know, it's kind of weird some of the information. There are holes in the story. There's lots of holes in that story. Lots of holes in that story. 
sounds like it's a fake ID. He just planted and said the guy's from Mesquite, you know, like something like that. Like, it's... Yeah, well, see, here's the thing. There is no guy anywhere, from... If there is no guy from Mesquite, this is military. No mm. black military person is going to plan this. Again, because as black people, we're not built to think not like our that. Nature. The worst thing that we're going to do is get at people that came for us. <clears throat> say they were upset about what went on and they were in representation of Black Lives Matter, and then they put R R B. What can R B mean? Could it? Are they going to link that to the Republican convention? Because clearly, in these chat rooms, they already said, "Just wait till Cleveland." Then they said, "I didn't even mention this." Then they said, "In two weeks, let's not forget about Philly." If you go to my Facebook page, I posted, I took a picture, and I posted. Everything I seen, and it was disgraceful. These people know what they're doing. This was planned, and again, they're running scared. We can try to have some legis- legislation laws, but how about this? It's not going to happen. You know why? Because once martial law is called, the government does not exist. And this is the main reason why these people are scared, because once martial law is called, it's every technically it's every race for itself. So, but see, one thing in the Caucasian is the fact that black people do not know how to keep their business to themselves. That's one. Right. That's first and Absolutely. foremost. Second of oh, all, right. that was the reason that all of these social media sites were set up because they already know. That we're going to run to a flashy. We've already been flashy. We were flashy in Africa. They're flashy now. They're going to buy these high-priced items, you know, because like you said earlier, it's a competition. It has Mm -hmm. to be just like um, New Jack City. Every man for himself, every man or woman wants to be for him or herself. So that means that, of course, social media is another way that, you know, People can um, draw attention to themselves or tell their story about their life or be free in a way that they can't be free in person. So, you right. know, it's, it's all set up to, it's like a, it's all a plus matter, okay? Even if you go back to the NAACP, the NAACP is, you know, set up for African Americans, but it was founded by white people. So you have to understand mm-hmm. that the white supremacy put a lot of things in place prior to, you know, this right this this thing that's going on in the world. Like like Sarah said, it's nothing new. People are just blind, just like the military. Okay, when you think about the military, I'm military as well. So and my father was, and it goes back through the generations to my both of my grandfathers and uncles and aunts and different things like that. You have to think about it. The military is a controlled environment. So is the schoolhouse, so is the church, so is the prison. So, I mean, either way you look at it, even a job, they're taking away cell phone privileges in the car. You can't use your phone at work. So they're controlling the time that you use your cell phone that you connect with other people. They're controlling the time that you're on Facebook. If Facebook is shut down right now, then what? If the government shuts down every bank account and every type of funding that we have, what would America do? 
Eighty percent of you know, us would starve. I seen that statistic the other day. It said eighty percent of Americans would starve. That, that's where that's where my mentality is. Okay, when we say Black Lives Matter, you have to think about it. The way that they came over here to run the country, it's already a blueprint within itself. Okay, they let us have. They allowed us to have one black president. Okay, when's the next? When is the next time that you think you will have another black president or even a I don't female think this president? Country. I don't think this country was ready for him. Well, well you know what, Doug? Hillary Clinton is the last president. I've heard that. Who who just said that? Who who just yeah, said that? Hillary Clinton. Yeah, that yeah. Hillary Clinton. And, and, and by the way, you need to drop your info because I, I want to go on your page and read that. Absolutely. I, I definitely want to go on your page. Yeah, do that. Do that. Do that. that. I want I want that same thing. And you know what, Doug? I'm gonna say this, man. Can I can I say something real quickly, Doug? When when the sister said that they, we can't keep our mind quiet. You know that information you texted me, man, about the yeah, boycott? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 I touched on it, but group, I, man. get the hell out of here, group. man. Yeah, I just took it down, man. See, that's the thing. We don't keep things quiet. Damn, you we slow. We can't be this slow. It, we yeah, cannot I, be this slow. That's what, that's what I'm down. saying. It's all oh, mandated for us to go against each other because, okay, you're getting. we get angry at the government. We get angry at the white people. But at the end of the day, they own everything, and China owns them. You know what I'm saying? So it's mm-hmm. extortion all, right. all the way around. That's unbelievable. We have to understand this, man. Those, those, people, those people out there that are protesting, a lot of those people are just now are just trending. They just base. They're not. They're not. Absolutely. You probably can go to. You that, probably go to that, social media or whatever. They probably never say anything at all. But when something that's comes the up, sacrifice. So that's the way the world is. That's the way that they do in other third world right. countries and overseas. They sacrifice themselves. So over here, it's in it's, it's set up in the mental illness and the medicine they're giving us. Even you know in the hospitals and the drugs, everything, the alcohol, right. the cigarettes, everything. It's in our minds. Well, not in our minds, but in some people's minds. You know, to sacrifice themselves. What else can they do at this point? I mean. It's the government against us. It's white people against us. So, I mean, it's every man for himself, just like the Bloods and the Crips. I mean, it's all scripted down for everybody to be against mm. everybody. There go that word so, again, think scripted. Yourself, think about it. If you think about it, if you, even if you do try to get every black person together, you know, I mean, people, you know, we say it all the time. I mean, Everybody doesn't like everybody. It's not, you know what I'm saying? It's not going to work because it's always going to go back to the fact like, okay, well, we were slaves. So, I mean, if you think about it, if it's more of us than them, then why haven't black people, you know, joined together to make them slaves? I mean, that's just being honest. That would only right. be fair. I mean, you you got to think about what we marching for. We marching for the money. We marching for peace and equality because it would never be equal if we look back at our ancestors and what we had to go through to get to this point. Even if they did give us money, it, I mean, right. it doesn't change what we went through. It doesn't take away the the wounds on our ancestors' backs or the you know the scars and you know the trials and tribulations that the slaves had to go through or you know the the rape and everything like that the rape i mean rape and molestation comes from the 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 white people coming across and separating families just like y'all said earlier when you separate families and you're forced into a home and then you have the women in the house and then you have the men you know that's what men think they can do 
Yeah, we, we need more we, we need more chess players and checker players. There's a lot of people's out here right now to protest all the kind of checker players. See those situations out there, they setting themselves up, but see the thing about it, man, nobody has basically set up a, a nothing strategic and thought about no demands, no nothing. No demands, no, no demands, nothing. no nothing. Yeah. No and, nothing. And, 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 and out that. here, I'm gonna tell y'all out here, they they think that's a game, but they better quit playing with LAPD like that. I grew up in South Central. I'd, I'd have moved a little bit on the outskirts of LA, but they better quit playing with LAPD like that. I'm gonna tell you right now, they got they got some good sambo coons in there that they got brainwashed, and they will get some brothers to take the fall. When they start letting off, LAPD used to do that all the time. What's going but on now? What? LAPD was doing that in the eighties when I was a teenager. They, they ain't no that. joke. It's they, not they've been stop. militarized. They ain't no joke. And, and here's the thing: uh, the quote unquote house nigga, the the people, the cops that you say will switch on us and do what they ask. That's only out of fear. And then they train these cops and they push them, thinking that. Um, They'll get some kind of respect or their life will be saved. When the cop really doesn't know, nobody's life is going to be saved, especially not theirs. And here's the thing. When it's all said and done and this race war starts and it, when, when it's over, that's when the world is over. That's, when, that's the only time the new world order is going to come into place. God promised us that he would not put us in that position again. And he will mm-hmm. intervene before it gets that deep. And they don't understand it. You know why? Because they are not us. They don't feel how we feel. They are they are they breed hate. We don't breed that. We don't understand that. You know you know something? You can get into an argument and a fist fight with somebody and we always do it. I did it when I was in school. This is what goes on. We get into argument, get a fist fight with somebody, you see somebody get hit by a car, something terrible happens to somebody, right after that, you're going to run to their rescue. That's because that's the way we are. If they see right. that, they'll probably laugh and walk away. That's right. the way they are. We the people need to understand this in every way, shape or form, black people are better, and I hate to say it, but it is true, are better than the white, the white race. There is yes. nothing more compassion that we can we, do, we that they can do, that we can't. Can y'all and hear me? the thing is, we can outdo them, and they fear yeah. that. They fear that. They fear that the concentration camps that they built for us, we will put them in. If I was part of the right race and that was my only fear, I would take that any day next to what they did to us. You fear being in jail while we fear being hung from a tree? Are you kidding me? Right. This is something they're thinking is something minor, something that we've been going through all our lives. But that's killing them right now. But that's right. why they won't break down and say Black Lives Matter because well, ain't another they think way it when Black it. Lives Matter is they feel that once we get any type of control, we're going to put them back in there. That's why they always what? scream in reverse racism. And it ain't reverse racism that they are scared of. It's karma. But I've heard many times, too, the black man's organs are the most important organ on the black market for sale. They got the highest value. Out of every organ on the market. When the black market when I sell my driver's license. You know what I mean? Like when they kill somebody, they take all their parts and then they sell them. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so the same the thing black, they did the black, in, uh, the black men are, they're saying are, they want their bodies the most because their parts are worth the most on the black market. Absolutely. They're, they're doing hey. us like they did the people in the Holocaust. It's no different. And if you want to go even further, um, that they're selling human parts on the market. Let's take it to McDonald's. They found human um uh, the the burgers had human meat in them. Every kid on the block can come to your birthday party. I party. Remember how everybody talked about me when I said I was going vegan? I was like, man, this is like when I started working out in 2000. Remember they talked about me like a dog. Nigga, yeah. what's wrong with you? Why you don't eat no meat? I'm like, no, it ain't right. They talk about me like a and Burger King and all that, man. No, man I'm good, man. Hey, you know what? Take, take the manipulation out, though. Take the manipulation out, man. You know, when when you know when, uh, when they say the illusion of the conclusion, look at it. Whatever, every event that goes on when it comes down to one of us getting killed, you got to look at it at the same time, man. Towards a head, black chief, like that in, in position, at their different locations. And people don't understand, man, that those are those are uh, uh, illusions right there to conclude, yeah. do what they want to do. Because every, every, I mean, Dallas, you can look at Baltimore, they got people in front. I mean, even with the president right in front. I mean, what I'm trying to say is they are putting people in position to make it look like everything's going to be settled, but it ain't nothing settled. It's just got worse. And it's under those... That's a whole thing that people don't kind of miss out on. No, they don't get. And the thing is, they are taught to tell us anything so we won't panic. Because if we panic, then it's a riot and they know it's going to hell. But the government is an illusion. The media is an illusion. illusion. The news is an illusion. We just don't pay attention to it because we on Facebook shooting live. We out here spending our money shaking our ass in these clubs. We out here not feeding our kids and paying attention to these no good niggas. Instead of Mm. educating these kids, we out here letting our kids run the street, gang bang, rob, steal, because we can't provide because we too fucking lazy to get off our ass and do something because we depend on people or the government to do it. How about the government will not be standing, and then what are we going to do? Especially when reality TV stars are running for president, you know. I really think that it's not so much as as something that we're doing. It's something that we've seen and we've become. We're becoming them. This is how they were before they left Europe. We're becoming them. And that's why we got to – got to. This is the thing. By way of what? How are we becoming – Think, 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 think about how Rome was. Think about how Rome was. Think about how Saturnalia and all of them holidays went down where it was always me for myself and I, and they out there raping the kids and pedophiling, and then they go off to war. This We're becoming them. This is what Rome was before it fell. Some the problem is they brought us over here, not all of us, some of us. They brought us over here, and we've assimilated to what they were when they were over here. And why? You have to research. Why? Because you have to go back to the letter Willie Lynch wrote. This is why. Why? It's it's all a plan. The drugs. They knew what the drugs would do to us. Who brought that shit out? They did. They bank on it. You guys need to look up um, uh, MKUltra. 
MK Ultra was a substance. It was a drug that they used. When people say they seen aliens, they really seen them. But it was a drug that they used. They gave it to them like um, heroin. So they can be delusional and be out of their mind. So when people say, when they go to people and say, I seen X, Y, and Z, people will see you delusional, you acting crazy, and it's like, no, you're not. But this is something that they designed. Just like a few years ago, they said people were sniffing bath salt and eating The guy ate a dog in my town. They, they never right on, like, right on the main street of our town, a guy ate a dog on bath salts, word up. That's crazy, but see, here's the thing. They used to, to sniff bath salt in the 70s, and none of that happened. Yeah, but he was but eating them, and then honestly, he was on the main street chewing his dog. Like, it's crazy. Bites the skin right off his dog on main street because he was Now, everybody had to have done we research. We live in a small town where it's all corrupted by this crap. Everybody that has done any research on Christmas, don't that sound like the holiday that they used to celebrate in Rome? It is it's just going on every day. You know, a lot of it's just going on every day. That. We're celebrating the biggest holiday of the year is Christmas and then New Year's. They they use Jesus Christ. That is where Christmas came from. That did go on in Rome. If you look at uh, 300, if you watch 300, you see all the bestiality that's going on and all the screwing and the animals. It looks crazy. But how about that really happened? Yeah, and that's how, the oxes that's and what, the, the headless horsemen and all that All of stuff. that. But see, here's the thing. Here's how Christmas came about. That stage of 300, where you've seen all that, that, that crap, that was Christmas. A couple of people came in and said, you can have this party, but you have to involve Jesus Christ somehow. And that's how Christmas came about. And because they knew that eventually they couldn't sustain us, they had to put presents in this, that, and the third on it and feed it to us as Christmas. So we go out there and we celebrate these crackers holidays not knowing what that holiday really is. Do you think right. that my kids will celebrate Christmas? No. And people don't know that. They're out here spending their money to these crackers, buying up their stuff, spending their money, and they know we're going to spend all of our money up, and not knowing why we're spending it. It's not the birth of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ I mean, was born in the summer, July, actually. And 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 the killer, the, the thing to get me about it is when you start doing your research, the holiday was so bad because the purge is actually what what that holiday was. That stuff that go on in the purge, that's actually what Saturnalia was. The holiday was so bad that the church outlawed it, and they still found a way to ease the story of the Bible in there and celebrate it. And they did it like they do everything else. Absolutely. Most of these holidays is celebrating this behavior that went on over in Rome. Because I, I had my son ask me the realest question. I mean, some of y'all got a 13-year-old. Y'all got teenagers, you know. And if you got a teenage boy and y'all get to have one of them deep conversations after hitting colors, the questions that come out be, you, you be on the Internet and you be in the library with them for the next two months. And he asked me the realest question. He said, if they were so bad when they left Europe, 
and they came over here, why did we stay? So I had to do a little digging and, and explain to them that, you know, uh, we tried to leave a couple of times. They burned up the ships and the boats, and it was just out of control. And he said, so why ain't we trying to leave now? Why ain't we trying to leave now? But the thing is, can you answer it? Because it's out there, and it's been out there for a few years. Take Russia. This all goes back to the conversation I had with my friend yesterday. I asked him some of these questions, and he just opened my eyes. I knew some of the stuff, but I just put everything together. I asked him some of these questions, and he told me about the Olympics last year in Russia. Russia is calling back all of their people. Because they know something is going on. Can we go over there? Nope. We can't go over there no more. But they damn sure are calling all their people. They're trying to save their race. This is what's going on. This is the big thing. This is this is the finale. This is what we got to get ready for. People think that this race war is it. This is what's going to determine us. This is what's going to put us down. No. That's not what's going to put us down. That's just the beginning. Actually, if, let me just go a little bit further. If you watch The Purge, one, two, and now three, we've already been through one. We're going through two. Hillary Clinton is number three. They're telling you what it is. They're actually telling us what it is. But we get so souped up off of something, and we don't read What's right in front of us We don't study what's right in front of us Now in the previews it said uh, One white man said uh, This purge we got to get rid of the councilwoman Who the hell do you think the councilwoman is in life? Hillary Clinton And it goes back to the post that I put up They made a statement about her They're not happy with her People need to wake up. Not only that, let me just take it back. After they found out before the 60s and the 50s, when they found when they saw that we were getting better, bigger, and stronger, they had to shut us down. So they gave us our civil rights. They let us go to school. <clears throat> and why they let us while they're letting us go to school, and why they're giving us this leeway, they're setting something else up. And what they set up was NAFA. That's N-A-F-A. Oh, NAFA, yeah, the trade organization. Exactly. They started yeah. NAFA in 1957. And NAFA is ultimately who is going to control us. Not Hillary Clinton, not the government, not the cops, not anything. Now, you have to pay attention to the number of NAFA. NAFA has 1.4 million members. And out of those 1.4 million uh, members, they have access to uh, 58,000 cops. Not to mention, they have access to $45 billion. They have 386 military trucks, and they own, uh, I think it's like uh, 300,000 pieces of special um, equipment and heavy artillery. If you look it up, the numbers are there. If you go on their website, the numbers are there. You have to ask certain questions. You have to put in there in in Google who is the chief of NAFA because the chief of NAFA, the commander in chief of NAFA, is who's going to order all of us. 
When those tanks come in, you better run in your houses. People don't get it. Judges don't have a say-so. They better run in their house. And then they teach you on the purge to lock your shit down. We don't have any money to lock our shit down. So what? That leaves us open. If we don't have the money to get get out of America, it's over for us. We have to learn how to fight. So uh, the poor neighborhoods better learn how to strap up, not only mentally but physically. You know how to bust a gun, but you don't know how to act, how to. Uh, you're not trained for war. Some of you are in the military. You're trained for war, and you know the detrimental shit that you have to do. And will your soul allow you to do it? Only for survival, only to provide, because you can't see your kids and your mother and so on and so forth on the street. So they depend on y'all for that because they know that you're going to be a provider. So they take y'all through the shit. They know what y'all are going to go through mentally. They send y'all back here and they t- they send y'all to the streets if you're not going to work for them. Yeah. Uh, I tell you what, I ain't got no help from the VA hospital since I've been out. I, I, I ain't even mad at them though because they gave me a skill that, that probably the mo- one of the more important skills in uh I need to make sure I start grabbing young men and having me a little session with them is how to make electricity. That's what I do. And I'm telling you, when when it all go down, we're going to all have to teach somebody one of our skills. That's what, but we don't have to wait until it all goes down. This is the time. This is the reason for this panel now. We need to teach them now. Everybody that's listening, after the archives is put up, you need to share this because they need to know now. We can't wait. We can't afford to wait. This is part of our plan of action. This is what we have to do, and they're not realizing this is what we have to teach them. Instead of teaching them how to march up and down the damn street, we need to teach them how to survive, how to research, how to Google. We need to teach them this because unless they know, it's going to be catastrophic. We have two more Let me bring these two oh, callers yeah. in real quick. 409, T. Will, what's going on, my man? T. Will from Beaumont. The villain. The villain. What's going on, villain? <laughs> and you already know what's going on, man. We in here with, uh, you know what I'm saying, uh, Hussein Fayel's sister, Sarah Washington. You know what I'm saying? She's, uh, you know, breaking this stuff down for us today about this epidemic of police violence. You know, she's, uh, you know, giving us some true illumination today, the type of Illuminati, not Hollywood, but real illumination and letting us know what's going on and what's happening on the streets. we got a great panel on today. got Dove and Sugar Ray in the house. You wait and chime in here uh, next. I'm going to bring this other caller in, and we can keep this bad boy rolling. 573, what do we have in the business? 573, you're, you're live. What's going on? What do we got in the building? Guess they just want to listen. That's fine. Uh, uh, Sarah uh, Washington, uh, that's uh, my man, Harry uh, uh, T. from uh, – Beaumont, Texas, he's in here in the building. He's another, uh, you know, sharp fellow that I brought in that's uh, interested in what's going down tonight. Why don't you go ahead and fill it How in? How are you? All right, how you doing? How y'all doing tonight? Good. It's great. Good, brother. That's great. That's great, man. I, uh, I was just hearing what y'all was saying, man. I just uh trying to chime in on a little something, you know. Uh you know, when 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 we talk about what's going on, man, that martial law thing is so real. But we we um, a lot of people 
believe that it's so far-fetched that we'll never get to that point, but it used to be a show that came on TV that I used to watch called Doomsday Prepare. I don't know if y'all ever seen it, um, but it was talking about what they was doing, you know, in case something like this happened. It was shows of people surviving off the land and things like that. And uh, some people would look at it and play it off, but in reality, man, this is what we're facing. If if we if we get hit with martial law, man, do you know that it's going to be the end of everything? They're not going to allow you to even go outside to get food. They're not going to allow you to go do anything, bro. You're going to be really living, like, in the house, like on some uh, alien takeover type stuff. And, man, it, it, when when that happens, it, I'm telling y'all right now, man, it, it's going to be a real, real sad occasion. Because, um, you know, and, and, I, and I understand what the sister's saying, you know, about, you know, teaching our youth and, you know, trying to make a stand. Man, that's going to be so hard to do because the time is, is, is you don't have, like, a big window. So, you know, the stuff that we'll have to be teaching them, man, we'll have to cram it in their head to, like, get them to really fully understand, you know, what's going on. Like, you know, I got kids from ranging from 23 all the way down to one, you know, and it's going to be it's gonna be hard, you know, for, for the for the like right now, man, we facing some stuff like they on some real like killers all type of stuff. And if the police get us to well, they can back us up in the corner because I really do think that once we build everything for them, they really feel that they don't have the they don't have no need for us no more. And if they really can send us back to Africa, like really get us out, they'd really do it. Even though they're they being fucked without us. I know they I'm ain't sending saying, us I'm, back. I'm just saying, if they if they had if they really had their choice, bro, I'm telling you, they tell you like down down here, the mothers be like, go back to Africa. They'll really want you to go back. I don't. They just no, don't they ain't sending us back, T. Will. I I I work with a lot of them. I mean, I work. We be out there. We be in the power plant. We be working. They don't like working, dog. <laughs> Trust me, they ain't sending us back. <laughs> they don't like working. <laughs> they ain't sending us back. I mean, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, well, you know. Crazy. Well, you know, and also on that <laughs> issue, man, when you got when you got those white folks out there working, they not. Hey, man, look here. We are we are proud for one thing. When we out there in that sun, we get our body, our our body and our skin gets from the sun. They don't, man. They get sunburned. They're not. They're not. They're not really, really even design, designed and made to, for the sun. They, they they come from them caves, man. They the Neanderthals. That's what it is. But that's on something a whole different level, right there. That's like my type, thirteen year old said. My thirteen year old said the sun hate him. <laughs> he said the sun hate him. Yeah. And, and if, the sun, if, if the sun if the sun hates you and God made the sun, that goes to show you right there that you're not even you're not even no image or form made of God. And it's far from man. I think we just got to get them to realize and admit on, what they're doing is wrong. And that's and that's gonna be the biggest problem, man. They don't want to admit it, man. That's the that's what uh, the change. I think they happen. know though. I, I think they know. I, I mean at, we we talking about there are mothers, there are white mothers that try to justify killing that twelve year old boy. What other race you gonna find a mother that that's gonna justify killing a twelve year old boy? <laughs> yeah, but they're the they're the uneducated. That's all. That's, that's, that's all I got to put it out there for you. For they they trying to. I'm just they saying I'm a white boy, and I have love for the blacks. 
Every single one is. And yeah, I want to say something. I live in a, I like, I live in a small community. A lot of white people, and there's a lot of hillbillies oh, from here. Like I was born in England, but grew up around here. Five four zero. Go ahead, five four zero. Yeah. Can Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yes. Can you? Thanks for calling in. Okay. Man. Um, my name is Montana. I just I've been trying to. I wanted to say something for a while now, but I just wanted to touch on something really quick. I'm not gonna take much of your time. I salute each and every one of you for being on the phone um, in a situation like this. I certainly appreciate everything you guys are saying. Um, just what I wanted to say was in reference to pretty much everything that I'm hearing is pretty much the same thing that they're saying to us. I hear a lot of um, a lot of the comments have been about us and them, black and white. But at the end of the day, I think we're missing the entire gist of what's actually going on. See, back back in the day, it was about black and white, but it's not about black and white anymore. See, if you if you dig a little bit deeper than race, you dig a little bit deeper than flesh, you find spirit. See, what's happening is, and what has happened over time is, the enemy, he has created an enemy within each and every one of us. For me to say I am better than a white man, I am doing nothing more than being a black supremacist myself. Because what is happening is, the enemy has turned each and every one of us against each other. And if you think about it, it goes deeper because he's turned each and every one of us against ourselves. Think about this for one minute. When you debate anything going wrong about anything, when you debate it, what are you actually doing? You're waging war against yourself. You're waging war against yourself. There's there's an ancient um, American Indian folklore to where they talked about the good wolf and the bad wolf. And they say the good wolf, he possessed, you know, patience and meekness and kindness. And then the bad wolf, he he possessed envy and strife and malice and all of these other things. And they said the only way that you can allow one wolf to kill the other is by feeding the one wolf. So if you feed something that is good, it's going to overturn that which is bad. So what is happening to us is they continue to feed us. It's not about black and white anymore. And that's the thing. And that's what they want us to do. And this is why and how they're initiating this race war. Because I know, and I'm a black man myself, but I know for a fact, I have white brothers that will stand beside me and that will die with me. And they're not even black. This is no longer about black and white. This is about a deeper issue, and that issue is spirituality. This is a heart condition. It's all about a heart condition. And I'm not defending I'm not defending any act against a black person, a white person, whatever. To me it's not even about race anymore. I no longer see people as race. When I talk to a man, I look for his heart condition. Because oh it, the Bible talks about out of the heart the mouth out of the overflow of the heart the mouth speaks one thing that i love about the bible is this the bible is truth regardless of how you spin truth truth always comes to light at some point you cannot contain light for instance you could put a pair of shades on you could try to block the sun all you want there is some seep of light is going to come from light regardless of where you put it at you cannot hide light under a bowl at some point you're going to see the light. You cannot contain truth. So what's happening now is the truth is being revealed, but the truth is being twisted. And it's being twisted and made us to believe that this is a race war. This is not about race. This is about spirituality. 
Because those white people who are supremacists, they have a terrible heart condition. But there are some white people who are fighting for us and with us, and they did during the Civil War. So in order to actually overcome what we're going through right now, it's not about blacks banding with blacks, because we could do that all day long. But it's about creating a oneness in spirit. It has to go deeper than the flesh, because this is no longer a flesh issue. This is all about heart condition and us standing together with the same heart condition. I agree with totally everything you just said right there, brother. But until some of the other people that are out here that we are talking about graduate to that level of understanding, because there are too many people that have power that influence lives mm-hmm. that still haven't graduated to the level of understanding. I'm not telling you to say anything wrong. I agree with 90% of what you said. But until the other people that are out here can graduate to that level of understanding, we have to continue to do what it is that we need to because they, they are not on the same level of understanding that you are so far as that goes. And what we have to do yep. is continue. This is, a, this is the beginning of the building process for, for us as well. But, see, we have to, at the same time, whether it's psychologically, physically, or otherwise, we have to arm ourselves with, with, with whatever weapons we have at this point in order to graduate ourselves to the level that we need to be on. Because for far too long, for far too many hundreds of years, before the Civil War, there was too many people that was on this level of understanding that still see us as second-class citizens, as one-third human beings and everything else. So what you were saying was correct so far as Scripture goes, but there's not a lot of folks out here that are, that are relating to Scripture. There are too many people that are in positions of power that have not graduated to that level of understanding. So until we can all be on that level of understanding, which is probably going to take our children's children's time, we still have to prepare the hope for the past, as they say, but still prepare for the worst. Yep, and that's I totally what I was agree. saying earlier. I'm not earlier. saying this movement is wrong at all. I totally agree with the movement. I totally support Black Lives Matter. I just think that we also need to continue to look a little deeper than just the underlying, just the, the overlying issues and get to the underlying issues and actually start attacking what is really going on. Because if you don't realize it, then we'll be fighting this flesh war forever and we'll just continue to fight it. It's the same well, way that we've been fighting. That's what I was saying earlier. That's what I was saying earlier. You're going to have to be okay with being a seed. Well, see, yeah, you don't have to be okay this. with being a seed. Let me just say this. Um, I just want to elaborate on um, what you guys were saying. I totally agree with both of you, but the reality that we're facing, we can't get kids to uh, go to church now. We can get their attention by speaking about Black Lives Matter and speaking about what we're speaking. So we have to use the instrument that we have now. We have to get their attention. Uh, A person I know told me this analogy, and I have to put it this way now because um, that's the only way the kids are going to understand because they don't know certain things. Um, Just like with Tupac, he told me he used, uh, he gave the people bullshit to get ratings, and once he got their attention, he told them about what's going on, and that's basically what we have to do now. We have to tell them, we have to use Black Lives Matter. We have to throw martial law into place. We have to throw race war into place. Because that's what that's the words that are going on now, and that's what we're actually facing. 
once we get that attention from them and they're actually listening to us, we then can go deeper and explain to them how how deep it goes. But until we get their attention and get them uh, learning, we can't go that far because we have to address what's going on now. They don't want to talk about what happened in uh those days, because again, these kids are not that intelligent. Why? Because they're on the street. Yep. And can I add on? Can I add on to what the brother had said about it being a flesh wall? Because when you look at it from a spirituality perspective, it's a major game, especially like that. And a lot of times, people don't be thinking that part of it. So I commend you and that. They're playing the game, but they don't got the full deck of cards on the hand. You know, they're only showing you 30 cards. They're missing 22 somewhere in the box. That's basically what they do all the time. I mean, but that, that's 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 what I'm trying to say. Is everybody okay with being a seed? That means everything that you've learned up until this point, you need to separate the bad parts because that's what a seed does, and it grows. Oh, I've From been this point on, them since the that, 80s, brother. I mean, every everything that we learned, the stuff in school that we learned that was garbage, the stuff that we've learned now, well, and we got a plant. Garbage. Yeah, we got a plant for the next generation. You got to be well, okay with being a seed. Well, yes, that's, that's what I'm saying, but that goes back to what I was saying about being a chess player and a checker player because you know, unless we understand that we got to be what you just said, we have to teach the guys out there who don't know, the young people who don't know, and put them in a position and show them ways on how to do it because they have a lot of young energy, and they have a lot of stuff they can't hold and can't resist. And I don't, I'm, I'm not mad at them for being out there and acting where they are, but they just don't know how to handle it. So we're in a position right now to where we have to be able to be that person, to show them, give them the information on what to do, how to strategize, and plan for the future and what's ahead. Because right now, a lot of kids, a lot of people don't know, and they out here running around, and they figure out by by uh, going through some bad experience, and that's how they figure it out. So it's, it's, that's the thing we have to do, because what it is is that we just have to understand our position. Everybody to understand, because there's too many, too many chiefs, not enough Indians. Like right now, duh, the situation you text me, it's all over social media now. You I'm so pissed off, man. I, I did my best to make sure I text bro, people. I'm a, I'm I mean, this another thing. I'm gonna tell you another thing too. I'm gonna tell you another. Man. People forget. People really forget about the social media thing. The social media thing can work against you, man. If you're trying to strategize, put anything together, and you put on social media, you putting it out there for everybody. Again, the only places. The people who are in, in position that run that whole Facebook situation are are white people, man. They're the same people that take your shit down. So what I'm saying is, right. we just we, they we took don't that girl know. video down three times when it was going on. I was actually uh, somebody tagged me to it, right? And we, uh, we her whole don't... situation was live, and they just kept pulling it down. That was crazy. Can I can I uh, say something? That happens. Anything truthful? Hello. Sure. Okay. This is Levon Edwards again. Uh, I want to explain something, and maybe you you would understand. Um, I was in Arizona, and at the time, we had in the newspaper that KKK was having their wanted to have their meetings at this particular park. Okay. And this is basically gearing to what Montana said. It's not a race issue because when they had the 
announcement that KKK was having it at this particular part, really we thought that the black people were, was going to act up. I'm going to tell you I was there when it was going on because I wanted to see what would actually happen. Believe it or not, more of the white people was acting up. They had their faces painted half black, half white. They were grabbing us by our hands, uniting, and it was such a good unite, uh, unity until the KKK decided that they were not going to even come to that part. So with Black uh, Lives Matter, we have to also consider, you know, everybody's saying black, 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 but how many white people, uh, Caucasian people, Mexican people, other races that will stand with the blacks according to what the police are doing? I'm with you every day. Yes, you got to go deeper because there are other people, other races that agree with Black Lives Matter. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole thing. They agree. That's on TV that's saying, okay, this is not right. No, it's a culture thing with what they're doing, though, but they're trying to destroy the black race on the culture thing. And that's yeah. what I don't like. They've been doing it for years, you know. Even yeah, because I, I live out here. Even the riots back in '92, I was 12 years old. Like I, I've been hardcore on it. Like it's not a joke anymore, you know. Every life does matter, but they're trying to kill the blacks to make everything extinct and make it all fucking for the whites. But half the whites are the most ignorant fucking people in the world. When you come they've up been out here in Orange County. They they have killed more. Yeah, they have killed more Hispanic people in Orange County. Most of them are ignorant, man. You should see my yeah. town. My town's so ignorant. You can spot a ignorant person from a mile away from a second look, and usually it's a big smile on my face and keep walking right by them. Don't judge a book by its cover. You got to open them chapters and discover. Absolutely, the I agree. Is that, is that people are spending way too much time on the word black and black lives matter. But if the conditions that existed today didn't exist, you wouldn't have to have a black lives matter. If cops weren't disproportionately murdering us, you wouldn't have a black lives matter. If the inferiority complex that has distilled and kept our people where we're at did not exist, you would not have black lives matter. If the very constitution that we go under right now Lincoln said four score and seven years ago. Each score counts for 20 years. That's what a score is, according to words back then. So for 87 years, until he made the Emancipation Proclamation, we were actually living under an illegal or, or illegitimate document because we were not all treated equally and fairly. If these conditions that contriculated all the way back from then to now with the inferiority complex or the superiority complex, depending on what side of this thing that you're on, Black Lives Matter, as we know it today, would not have to exist. And that's the problem that we got. But for whatever reason, whenever blacks, they say it was us, we don't have our stuff together, and we try to put it together and put a title just to let you know that we're using the Black Lives Matter title because we're, until we can come to some kind of consensus psychologically, physically, and just, and just in a... Uh, Basically, psychologically, and we're not feeling even, then we're not even. What this is is this is a prize thing that we're trying to do things the 
right way as much as we can. Now, yes, there are parts of the movement that get kind of turned one way and shifted another way, and there are people that always join the elements, and then they do things that, you know, that, we, that make things regrettable. But for the purposes of instruction and what we're trying to do, if we had things the way they needed to be, then we wouldn't have a need for what we have to do. And until they keep, they keep, on, they keep doing what they're doing, they're going to keep getting what they got. And that's with any situation. That's no matter who's in the situation. But we wouldn't have to have this if things weren't the way they were today and the way that they're structured. So when they get up in arms because, oh, you say Black Lives Matter is all lies, well, then start acting like it. Talk, don't talk about it. Think about it. Absolutely. I wish but it wasn't me, so disorganized. That's that's the killer to as an older but see, or that's as what they bank on. That's what they bank on. That's the whole reason of this conversation. That's another topic that I was about to get into. We are not organized and they know this and they depend on this. This takes you back to why I looked on uh white supremacist website. We're not thinking how they think. In order to beat your opponent, you have to think how they think to win. And we're not thinking like that. We're thinking with our heart and our emotions. So now the question is, we can talk all day about Black Lives Matter and what they plan to do and what's out there. We already know what's out there. So I guess now the topic would be, how do we move forward? How do we inform people? How do we let, how do we, let me just do something small. How do we let people know that this this show is going on, it exists? How do we get this information out to them? Well, that's a good question. Just keep giving it to them. Keep coming back every week until they, they know what's going on. But then we have to take it a step further. It doesn't stop with this show. We no, 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 I know. That's what I mean. You keep going with them. You keep giving them the shows until people start tuning in. It might take a while to get them going, but you got to keep stirring the pot and stirring the pot and stirring the pot and stirring the pot, kind of like what they're doing to us. Just well, I think that you're going to have to, you have to come at so a different angle also. Give them the truth. Okay. You're going to have to come at a different angle also because... Once we hit them with the radio airwaves, then we'll have to go to another one. We have to hit them with the with the television airwaves. You're going to have to hit them because the main effect comes through the main thing for us all. It is not the heart. It's the brain. Once we get the brain and their brains to functioning and seeing what's right from wrong or what's really right, once they understand that, then I think things will change. But until then... They it, we'll still be wishing in the wind and hoping that they change, and we'll just be waiting for it, and and, and it'll never happen. They're still no. going, right. man. Um, hey. I watched the I watched the sitcom yesterday. I don't know if y'all ever um saw it. It was it's called um uh Murder in the First, and it's with uh it was with that uh that Diggs guy. Uh um he played it, and on on the sitcom he plays a black cop. That actually shot and killed an unarmed black dude, and he got you know he he's going through it with the with the with the uh, community and all type of stuff like that you know. But it's kind of crazy that I actually seen a show like that, and in reality because they had been already taped that show, and in reality this is what we like starting to see and starting to look at. And I told I told Brother Nils the other day about how. They always tell us that things on television and movies are not real. They're just movies. But they always put the truth inside of these movies 
And we're thinking that it's not the movie, it's just it's just Hollywood, but it's it's the truth and it's reality. And when we see it and when we really see what's going on, that's the first thing we're thinking, Oh man, it, 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 that's not real, but in reality, bro, that's real. But you know like what? I said, that's what we teach them. What do you tell your kids when they watch a movie and they get scared at night? It's just a movie. We teach them that. So how can we then blame it on the TV? We have to tell them. There's truth to that. Stephen King, every freaking movie that he did, there's truth to that. It happened. It happened. It's going to happen. It's telling us. They are informing us because we technically don't have freedom of speech, but they put it up there like we have it. They find other ways to inform us. But because we are blinded, we don't get it. We go by what we're taught. Just like what the real James Bond was a Russian spy that infiltrated England. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. What, what we're taught, it, it passed down from generation to generation, just like the generations now. We, uh, most of the mothers, uh, I would say 30 to 40, most of those mothers are crack babies. That was the crack baby stage. And you know how it was going. When you was on crack back then, you didn't care about anything. So most of these mothers that, that are in their 40s and 30s, they experienced that. They were the child. So they don't know the proper way to raise a child because this is what they were taught. And this is how the generations are going now. They're not taught anything. Why? Because when we got smarter and we were on the movement back then, they introduced us to heroin and crack cocaine to slow us down. Now, we're getting back on the move. What did they introduce us to? Lead. Zika. Everybody walks down the street making jokes. Oh, I don't want to get bit because I don't want to get Zika. Do you know the side effects of Zika? Do you know the side effects of lead water? When I started this company back in uh, back in April, my brother's birthday, I put out a GoFundMe because North New Jersey is facing uh, a crisis of lead water. And that lead water count is higher than Flint, Michigan, probably 10 times higher than Flint, Michigan. So I then put out a GoFundMe so we can take care of women on welfare and the kids in the school and uh, the elderly because uh, the the – I'm sorry, the mayor were requesting us to donate to the schools because the kids in the schools, they had to shut the water fountains down. The kids in the school didn't have anything to drink. So when we take out of our pockets and we donate to the schools, who is going to account for our house? Because we have to cook with this water. We have to drink this water. The government is not giving us extra assistance, so how are we supposed to take care of the school and our household when the government knew about this years ago. And how about in Jersey? Chris Christie said he's not doing anything unless we pay for plastic bags. And he's trying to pass the law for us to pay for plastic bags to fix the issue. How fair is that? Now, let me take it a little bit further. As long as that lead sits in those water pipes underground, it then, just like it seeps into the water, it then is going to seep into the ground. And when it seeps into the ground, we can no longer plant anything. 
and then think about our survival. Now, again, our issue is we don't have respect for each other. And let me give you a prime example. This whole phone call, we have been talking over each other and making our statement because we're passionate about what we're talking about, and we just want to get our words out. But while we're talking and the other person is talking, you can't understand what's going on. And if you can't understand what's going on, you can't get the message. And if we are on this phone and we can't get the message, how do we get the message through the other people that are going to listen to this? How are they going to understand? We're arguing and trying to get our point and talking over each other to get a point out, but the point that we're trying to get out is not a plan of action. We're just stating how we feel. So at this point, I want to speak about how do we put a plan of action into place, not what we think we should do, or until then it's not going to happen. We are on the front line. I need you to understand this, and this is what the movement was about. This is what Martin Luther King's movement about was about, Malcolm X, the Black Panthers, so on and so forth. Tupac, let's bring it to Tupac and my brother. This is what this was about. They're revolutionaries. And, excuse me, me personally, I wasn't a revolutionary. But until my brother passed and I started doing research, I started waking up. I became the awakening by the help and the grace of God of a man that I love dearly and I just met less than a year ago. He helped me open my eyes. He pushed me to see what's going on. Then I took my place in the front line. And this panel that's on the phone today, you have to understand, you might be calling in, but you're on the front line. Because just like everybody else is listening, you better believe these white supremacists are listening. They're listening to everything we say. So now what do we do? Do we back out? Do we hang up? Or still stand on the front line. Me personally, I'm going to stand in the front line. I shot my information out, and I'm going to shoot it out because I want people to get this. Not just like my tenant said, not black, not white, not not just Chinese. It's the whole nation because you know what? Their own nation is turning against us. And again, we're on the front line. So do we pull out, or do we make a change? It's too late to pull out. I'm quite sure they heard us. So how do we make a change? Can I say something, you guys? Man, I'm gonna tell you. I, I I believe I believe one of the things about being, you know, making change is to get together, being consistent with what we have right now. And the thing about it is, is that you know how people say, hey, when you do something, make sure you do something because you'll love it, not by the fact that how much money you'll get. Well, the thing I'm saying about this right here, if you in it, you do it based on the fact that you love it. The people that you have that's involved, you build up those numbers first. Anybody that want to be part of it would attract to was right. Because you can't worry about everybody. Because I'm tell you something, you worry about everybody, you're wasting time. Because that right there is going to waste all your time because everybody's not going to follow. You have to build with what you have. And it grows bigger in time. The stronger and stronger because you have to work and be strong among the small circle that you have. And as time goes on, it gets bigger. So be patient and build it. But that's the only but way it's going to work by being consistent. You can put it is, out there. And I, yeah. I want you to put it okay. out there. Put it out there. But what I'm trying to say is, though, is that if if you go out and everybody's trying to get everybody, you got to understand that everybody is not meant to be part of it. Man, I definitely understand that, but the thing is, um, the whole thing is the plan of action. 
you already know people are not going to catch on. Some people are a little slower than others. Some people need to see a change before they start believing. But what I'm saying to you is when I say how to come up with a plan of action, we need to use the resources that we have and network. We need to use what they gave us, their very self, use it against them. That's Facebook. That's Instagram. That's Twitter. Social media is the devil's playground. Let's use it against them. To give the instruments that they gave us to make fools out of us, let's turn it around and use it against them. Let's stop liking fights and reposting fights and keep posting martial law. Fight smart. Right. On and on. Keep going right. on. Keep tagging people. I don't give a damn if it's every day. Because how about we we still not addressing the fact that there's going to be an attack in Cleveland next week. How do we right. stop those protesters from going in into that crossfire? How do we let right. them know? I'm a, I'm a, okay, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you right now. Everything that's everything that's happening on right now with these protests and these riots, these are basically training. These are basically training exercises for those people that are participating in it. I mean, I'm seeing that. I'm seeing these people. These people are basic. This is like for martial law. These are training exercises. They're preparing for the real deal. Mm-hmm. That situation, that situation out in Cleveland. I'm gonna tell you this right now. Um, I don't know. To be, to be honest with you, it's the only thing, only only a few, only a few is gonna be able to survive what's gonna really happen. That's only that's eighty five percent, that's ten percent, and that's five percent. It's gonna break down like that. And the thing about it is, is that like again, we cannot save everybody because some thing is about it. Some people are just new to this and they're going off energy and they're going off emotion just to be part of something and don't know what they're getting into. The people that know are the people who sit back and like me and all of us on this phone right here, we pretty much understand what's going on. Ain't none of in this circle right here posting no fights or doing anything like that. We are basically on on page. We're on code. One of the best things that we could do, I'm saying one of the best things that we could do as a people, they could get away and use this against them, and we had a different, we had a code, and we had our own different language, something that they didn't understand. That's the only way. Because if you had a way of talking in code, you had a language that they couldn't understand, that we could turn words around and say something that only we understand, they wouldn't know what's happening. That's the way no. you could do That's that. the problem, though, when we shared that language. You don't know how ignorant some of our people are. Mm-hmm. I, I had my manager. I had my manager, who is a career electrician, come up and say something to me the other day, and I had to check him. I was like, "Hey, man, don't talk like that around me." I grew up in, in the middle of L.A., bro. Like that'll get you killed. But what he did was, he came up to me and he was like, "What's up, cuz?" And I was like, "This this is a forty-seven year old white dude. He don't know nothing about that. He grew up in Texas, and 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 I'm seeing that." I almost want to say black people need to stop using social media and making movies. But you know, because well, you we're know losing what? our culture, we're losing our ability black, black, to be able yeah. to communicate. But I'm gonna tell you this: though. this is a 47 year old white dude from Texas. He don't so, know nothing about that. But Dub, you know what? I but this is what we do. That? I'm gonna tell you what I realized. I'm gonna tell you what I realized, brother. And this goes back to this. This goes back to what the the the, the, the white guy that said on the, on the phone. This is what he goes back to what I'm saying. We are in a situation right now that I have to change my thinking a little bit. True enough, I always think black first. But at the same time, there's some black people that are against me. See, the thing about it is for the right cause, for the right cause, we may have to have some people with other – we have to have the same complexion to deal with the same complexion to get the position that we want. 
You have to have a white boy to go in there to do some things with the white folks to make some things happen for us. What I'm trying to say, to make things right, because think about this Black Lives Matter, man, the situation, the whole movement, it was started by a white man. Yeah, uh, I read that earlier today. So, so, so understand the game, man, because think about it. The people, the white people, they're not thinking about, they're not necessarily really, really, really thinking about uh, uh, just black people. True enough, people, people pick on black people because, hey, we are the, we are the poorest people. They pick on us because we're poor. You pick on a little guy all the time to get away with it because we have no power. But the thing about it is in order to get power and to understand what's going on in the system, you have to have somebody in the, inside the system to be able to deliver the information what's going on in the system. That situation in Cleveland, if we had somebody inside there, then we could possibly do something about it. But right now but we're outside thing. We do have people inside. Like just like um I forget who said it, but a caller called in and said, um, it's no I think it was Montana, no black and white thing is uh about the soul. We do have whites out there in position. They don't realize the the whites that are taking our side, they don't realize the backlash that they're about to get being called nigger lovers and all of that. They're about to get it. You know why? Because they've never experienced it. They weren't born back then. They're going to stand up. Well, you want to be black. You know, just listen to rap music. You know, white boy growing up in Canada. I've been called black since I've been in the 80s, so that's why I'm for it. You know what I mean? I've been called down to the lowest all my life, and I've been by myself all my life. And most of my role models in my life are black revolutionaries. Hold on, folks. Okay. Let's, let's let her finish that chain of thought because, you know, I, I need to, to drop something in there. So go, go ahead, Sarah, and finish up the chain of thought you just had. Good point. There, I guys. was just about to go back into the, the respect factor. You know why there's not going to be an accomplishment? Because, again, we can't respect each other. Again, we are talking over each other not getting our point across so we can't get our point across to the listeners. We can talk about it all day. This is this is prime example of how hard it's going to be. We keep talking about it because we're talking with emotions, but we're not hearing the next person because we're trying to get our shit out. We don't want to hear their stuff because we want to get our point out, and we're not respecting each other. Therefore, we can't hear what's going on full circle, so how the hell are we going to come up with a plan of action and stick together when we can't even respect each other enough to listen to what the person has to say in, in full circle? I asked earlier for everybody to mute their phones so the person can speak. Once the person is finished speaking, then you can unmute your phone and say what you want to say. But... It starts with us. If we can't get it together on this phone, how we expect to tell other people? I'm not trying to lash anybody, but I'm just trying to give you an example of why we can't get it together. We're doing it on the phone. It's not going to work. Best believe they're listening to each other because they're scared shitless. We need to be scared as much as they're scared. They're going to listen to each other because they're going to figure out how the hell to get out of it. What they don't realize is they can't get out of it. What we have to realize is it's not going to work unless we stick together. And, yes, a lot of us are not going to stick together. And those that don't stick together, they will feel the backlash. That's where the casualties go in. You want to go off and do what you want to do? Well, how about they're going to catch your ass? But if we stick together, they can't kill all of us together. But they definitely can kill us apart. 
Hey, can I say something? I only was saying I only was saying that because I was trying to chime in, and um, I did I was only trying to say something. I wasn't trying to cut nobody off or trying to do anything like that. I, I well, was only trying to chime you. in. No, it's I know, but uh, it's a whole conversation. I know, but, but what I'm saying is, I just was gonna give you a suggestion instead of us just like muting our phone or waiting for somebody to get done because I don't. It'd be a, it's a delay on my end. So I don't know if you finished talking or you just paused it for a second. So how okay. about you just mute everybody and just, you know, bring us in one at a time to just elaborate on what you're saying instead of us. Because I don't want to be feeling like I'm cutting nobody off if I'm, <laughs> if I'm thinking you done talking. That's all. That's Absolutely. All but you know what? It was probably a blessing that it happened so we can give people a prime example. This is why. So now, what do we do? Now that we got that out of the way and you came back and said what you have to say and we came up with a compromise and that's just to chime in or when anybody paused, then you chime in, now we can make this work full circle. And this is how it's supposed to work with the movement. This is how it's supposed to be. I was speaking about other races joining our struggle. They're starting to feel what we we feel. You have black and white babies. You have Chinese and Haitian. Hell, you got Chinese and white. And all of them are minority. So, again, we have people there. We're not utilizing them. Why? Because we're so pissed off, all we see is white, black. And that's what pissed them off with the riots. That's what they saw, and that's how they got out of control. White, black. You know, they kept airing roots. You know, for a long time, they stopped airing roots. When I was in school, we had to watch roots every year. After I got in junior high, they stopped it. And now they're starting again. It's not in the schools, but they're starting again on TV. Then they had a remake of Roots. They are showing you what's going on. Look at your history because this is what's happening. They are putting it out. You think, why the hell are they putting on Roots? That was back back then. And they're putting it now. Not only now, they made a remake. Not only that. Somebody else made a movie about slaves fighting back. It's right there. It's right there. So, out of all of these studies, how do we move? My concern right now, my my sole concern right now is saving these people or get the word out as much as we can in Cleveland. We know. We, we are aware. The proof... Go on my page. The proof is there. We are aware. So if we lack, say if we um, we post tonight and we're at our job tomorrow and, you know, we're fucking around with our people after work and, oh, shit, I forgot to post it, I'll post it tomorrow. Then the next day come, oh, shit, I forgot to post it, I'll post it tomorrow. Please believe whatever bloodshed that happens next week, it's on your hands because while you were chilling and cooling out with your homies, you could have been posting, getting the word out, tagging people. And that's how people are selfish. You chilling. You won't be chilling in another year. You're going to be reminiscing about that. So my point of saying all of this and what I want to get out of tonight's conversation is let people know Share this as much as you can. Go on my page. Go on my company page, Fatal Valley um, Music Group, LLC. 
Keep going. Keep sharing. I post things there. The movement is real. And right now, like, uh, I wouldn't, I couldn't represent my brother right if I didn't involve myself and put myself in the front line of this movement because this was the very thing Tupac was talking about. And if he was his mentor and my brother was mine, how do you expect me to, to act? I have to step in my brother's shoes. Nobody else is going to do it. I have to show people this is what it is. Just like you have to show people, you are. it is your responsibility to share this. It is your responsibility to pull every child on the corner that you can and tell them, listen, this is what's going to happen if you don't do X, Y, and Z. So let me give you some of my time and school you. Let me show you some shit. Let me bring my computer. Let me show you how to Google X, Y, and Z. Let me show you what your civil rights are because most kids don't know their civil rights. Most kids don't know Emancipation Proclamation. They don't know any of this. Most people don't know that legally, according to the Constitution, you can carry a gun. And if you feel threatened, even by the government, that they're going to kill you, you can shoot back. They don't know this. Terrible. Well, I, well, I tell you something, uh, Sarah. Oh, I, I, I was on mute. I, I want to, I want to slide in. Can I slide in? Go ahead. I'm coming in behind you. Go ahead. Yeah. Hey, she is. She is so on point. We just had a a, a serious, serious uh, debate about this last Thursday in one of our groups. And I carry. I've always carried. Not, I've had some real down-to-earth conversations with cops that have stopped me, and I let them know that I carry. And I do not have a concealed weapons license, but I also carry mine in a specific way because California deems that you have to carry it a specific way. And you have to have it separated and need to be in two different parts of the car. But I also go off of the judgment of the officer. I used to carry when I was in the military. I know if I give me one of them scary, fidgety ones like that that uh, Chinaman or, or, or that little Asian dude is up there, mm-hmm. I'm going to have my hands where they're supposed to be. And please, please, I shared this post on my page. Please stop moving when these people is up on you asking you these questions. That's for every, every share that to everybody you know. I was an MP when I was in the military, and I'm telling you, 80% of them dudes is terrified because they don't know what they're doing. The 80 per- at the eighty percent that ain't terrified, I mean the uh, twenty percent that ain't terrified, ten percent of them is racist. So you have to know what you're doing. Stop fidgeting and moving and looking for stuff in front of these people. A lot of these people ain't qualified to tie their shoes by themselves, let alone carry a weapon. Stop all of that fidgeting and pop locking and moving around like Dave Chappelle when he was playing that crackhead. Just be still. We talking life or death matter. That that first minute until you can get him to confide in you is life or death matter but what she is saying is so real we can legally carry i just posted uh your um i just posted your comment in uh the uh fear of a black planet too so uh um i i, I think everybody need to read that that's what i was reading while you was talking so i was paying attention to you but i was i was reading the post and uh my god that that's 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 it's serious like man <laughs> Man, I, I had no idea. I, I, I knew it was to some levels, but but that, that's all I wanted to chime in on, and I'm going to let you get it now. We can legally carry, but you need to know what your state mandates. Because mm-hmm. some states mandate that you can carry 
and it have to be separate in the trunk. Some states mandate that you can carry and you can keep the weapon or the or the ammo in the compartment with you, but the other part has to be in the trunk. And some states mandate that you can carry loaded, but it has to be in the trunk. Very few states, I can't think of any off the top of my head, unless you have a CCW, will tell you that you can carry loaded. But a CCW in particular states will allow you to carry loaded. But please do the research because I don't believe that police officer is going to jail. The NRA is full of shit. But he should have because he did exactly what you're supposed to do. The problem was he was doing all that fidgeting and stuff. That stuff won't get you killed. Mm -hmm. I mean, and and I I hate to to down the brother because he was 100% right in his proceedings. The cop was barking out orders. But I just want to put a little common sense to you so everybody will not be so hard on the cop, even though I believe he deserved to at least go to jail for 10 years, if not be uh, up for uh, execution. Mm-hmm. But when somebody never pointed a gun at you and you didn't start moving and stuff, that's just common sense, people. That cop was dead wrong. He was dead wrong for shooting him. But I have been robbed before, and it's not a great experience. But I sure wasn't moving when they was robbing me. Only thing I did was take off the shoes, <laughs> and, and they they gladly got the, hey, you can have them shoes, bro. I'd get another pair, no problem. Stop moving. They got a gun pointed at you. Just take, take the cop situation out of it. This guy but had a gun pointed at you. He asked for his license. He was he going in his me. back pocket to get his license. And that mm-hmm. cop was not white. That cop was he Asian. He was Asian. Yeah. Hey, can I say something on this? I agree with everything. I agree with everything y'all said. When it basically what it comes down to is is it's not it's really not about um I guess I would say uh black and white. Okay, let me let me, let me start let me start right there. My 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 deal is it's is is more it's more about a system that we're dealing with. And it's a system that's oppressing it's it's oppressing blacks, it's oppressing whites, it's oppressing everybody. But it's a system that needs to be changed, and that's what we're up against. I agree everything with the sister said. I agree with you said, B Dub. And the thing I'm trying to say is, I think it's a system. And the problem is, is though, is that it's like what the sister was saying: getting the information out to the masses to let them know. It's not about the dude jumping on some white guy walking down the street. No, it's not about that. It's the system that's in place. That's basically making us as pawns and using us to do things so they can go ahead and capitalize on it. Because think about it, man. That situation was going on with these cops. And now even the police officers, some of the police officers are basically caught up in the system. They don't know. They in the system and a lot of them and a lot of them are part of a lot of them do know. But there's a lot of them that don't know. But it's a lack of an understanding of what they are dealing with. And it's a systematic situation that's been going on for a long time. Nothing's really going to change until we overthrow the system. And that's what it is. Because it got everybody, like y'all was saying, it got everybody in the dark. Everybody don't know what's going on. You got blacks, you got whites, you got everybody looking up against each other. But it's the system, man. And only people that are basically, only people that don't be able to. I'm going to vote for y'all when you got Okay. Uh, only only way that people are going to basically understand is uh, 
is that we have to really do something about this system and change the system. Because the thing about it, this system is here to oppress, and we're all against us. When I say us, I'm talking about every everybody. My thing is this, and that's that, and we discussed it the other night. Myself, you know, Tally Dove, you know, said, Text RT. When, you, when these folks approach you, now I'm ex military, and as much as we might not like to do it, and then a guy said some stuff the other night to us that was just kind of hard to swallow, but he said something to the effect of, you know, how sometimes we tend to buck up at these schools and they got the pistol, and we're standing there with nothing but our car keys in our hands. When I deal with these folks, I go straight back to the military on it. Yes, sir. No, sir. And thank you. And I'm out. Because I want to get back to the house with my chips. I want to get back in front of the game. You know what I'm saying? I want to get back over here so I can get these shows together and, and do stuff. So since we're talking solutionary and we're talking about this particular problem, I got two solutionary things, and I'm going to let it go back, and we're going to take a break and and, uh, and pop this song real quick that uh, our guest wants us to play for. And that's that first things first, we're talking about the vehicle. Keep your registration. When you see the cops get behind you, Get that wallet out and have that wallet on the, on, the, on the dashboard. And keep that registration and that insurance above your sun visor. And when you're making any movements whatsoever, ask these people if it's okay if you make that move. The yes, sir, and no, sir, it's just a common courtesy. It's not Uncle Tommy. There's no such thing as Uncle Tommy when we're talking about your life. You have that stuff above your, not your, not the person next to you, or in the back seat, or in the glove box, or where you have to reach and do all that. But you keep that information above your sunrise. And we know these people aren't our friends, but a calm, relaxed voice will get you through a lot of stuff. So that's how you deal with that. You keep your stuff where you don't make any movements. You keep, like like uh, Dub says, you keep both hands on that steering wheel. Until instructed to do something. Matter of fact, if your wallet's already on the on the dash when you pull over, allow them to reach in and grab the wallet so you ain't got to move. And keep that information above your sun visor and probably take it off from the sun visor and put it on the dashboard right up underneath your wallet. And let them handle everything instead of you take the chances. So far as solutionary and everyday information, we can take stuff like what Ms. Washington's putting out here, and especially when it's stuff about warning our folks about what may need to happen, posting what she has on, on our selected pages that we do and do it on a daily basis up to and including to the time that the event actually happens. And most uh, fundamentally, we need to keep – I love sports shows. that We have football season coming up, and I love doing sports shows. I'm probably going to host a lot of them when our other host in the sports uh, page isn't doing here, so he's working at something. And I love doing sports shows. I love doing old school music shows. But these shows are essential, and we need to have as many of these, as many of days a week that we can have them so that we can have an opportunity to pass on, relay information, and come up with solutionary things that we can do in order to further a very worthy and a very, uh, you know, uh, huge cause, which is our very existence. So I'm up for having, you know, serious shows like this. I don't care if they're women's forum groups. I don't care if they're you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, black men form group. 
both sexes in there giving solid opinions. And this is something that we can do at least from an informational standpoint. And we'll give a day or so in between shows so we can actually maybe jot down a couple of solutionary things that we can do. And then we all take a copy of these shows via clicking on the link and drop them in, in, in friends' places and stuff and tell them to listen to the show so they can hear what you have to say, so they can hear what all of us have to say, and they can then make an informed decision because that's how a lot of these popular shows are able to be done. And remember, these people study history. They study the history of Black Wall Street. They study the history of, of how we, you know, we had our own villages, our own um, things that go all the way back to, you know, B.C. before Christ, when the original man being us got here, they study history too. So they're also studying ways to divide and break down that history. So it's not just that they're doing savage stuff just on the surface. They know that we come from a long line of people that actually educated them on how not to have chicken pox by telling their royal families in England and places not to have chickens in the house, that way you won't have chicken pox. We don't know this kind of stuff unless we have information pages. Ray has a... I, uh, a uh, black, a fear of the black panic page that talks about African history and everything that's useful to us. Direct people to those pages. I have a page that says something else they won't tell you, you know, because there's a lot of birthdays, celebrity birthdays or history or current events. We need to keep ourselves educated on what's going on because when you're underinformed and you're not informed, um, ignorance of the law or of our lives is no excuse. So those are just a few solutionary things that we can do to start the ball rolling, pass on information. Demagogue is not a bad word, believe it or not. When you know what words mean, then you can use them effectively. A demagogue is only a relayer of information. So this demagoguery, this positive stuff we're doing right now is huge. And this is just a few things that we can do to get ourselves off the ground because we might, like we said earlier, we've all said it, we might as well, we got this Internet, we got this modern-day technology, and sitting back in our own homes, we might as well use it for what it's worth. That's all I got. Right. Hey, hey, uh, that's, another shooting, that's another shooting that happened, man. So I want to let you guys know. Uh, Michigan. I'm sure. It's going to be millions of them. <laughs> Excuse me. I just want to elaborate on what you said about um, how to act or, or how to um, contain yourself when you're approached and you're pulled over. Um, the thing is, you can say yes, sir, yes, ma'am. You can put, you can do everything that you instructed them to do. But again, what happens when they say something like yes, sir, what? Or they push it, they instigate it, and they do that a lot. Then what do you do? What is your protection? I honestly think that everybody should have a camera. Just like you have GPS mounted in your car, you should have a camera mounted in your car. You have mm-hmm. to spend money and go a step further. And I'm saying, <clears throat> when I say spend money, and this goes back to the whole um, protest with um, spending your money in black businesses. When I say spend your money, spend your money on things you're going to need in the future. Because right now, a pair of Timberlands, a Gucci shirt, a Gucci bag, Fendi, all of that doesn't matter. What matters is toilet paper, water, things that you need to survive. Do you know that they're selling bunkers for, uh, I think is $250,000? 
and they're, they're putting the ads out there, and they're telling you you better hurry up and buy them before X, Y, and Z happens. The information is out there. The reason why a lot of people don't know about it is because it's advertised highly on um, people that have money. But if you read their posts or you go find, you research how people make money, what websites do they follow, and what are they talking about, just like I researched the um, white supremacy websites, you'll get a lot of knowledge and you'll have a lot of know-how on how to survive. People don't pay attention to Discovery Channel. And if you don't pay, the things are out, the tools, I can't stress enough, the tools are out there. We overlook them. And if you keep overlooking after the word is put out, then you're definitely headed towards self-destruction. You're going to self-destruct. The country is going to self-destruct. Everything is going to self-destruct. And then when that happens, that's when China comes in. Now, the dollar, the, the American dollar won't mean anything nor will anything that we have, everything, a PS3. It means nothing. You need electricity control, right? Cell phones. They taking over their shit. So who you think you're going to talk to? I just want you guys to see the 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 long-term effect. I had a conversation a few months ago with somebody on Facebook, and they were saying how we need social media and how China is providing everything. But what they don't tell you is China hasn't seen blue skies in over 10 years. Why? Because it's so heavily polluted. You see people with the mask on. There's children that don't know what blue skies look like because they're producing all these things and everything is in high demand because we want, 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 want. That same $800 that we're spending on a, a Note 6 or whatever it is, we need to take that $600, $800 and buy toilet paper, buy water. I wouldn't even say buy water because at this point you have to buy a proper filtration system because in the bottles of water the the plastic has lead. So I, I just and need people to to think and, and and go go further. And that GoFundMe I was talking about earlier, I posted the facts. I posted what the CDC says about it. And I just want to bring up this: it's not about the money. It's about the people. But when you have a GoFundMe up for a lead water crisis and people bypass that, I'm going to tell you only four people donated in, since April 3rd, and it added up to $111. But I can post a million pictures of my brother, and because it's Hussein Fatal, they're going to like and share that. But if I post a GoFundMe about Hussein Fatal's sister trying to save the community, they bypass that. What kind of movement are you representing? How do you represent Tupac? How do you represent my brother? How do you represent the movement without doing what the movement pro- basically tells you to do. This is what they're saying in their music, but you're ignoring that off of celebrity. Listen to what they say. Listen to what Tupac says, because he tells you what's going on now. Listen to what my brother says. He tells you what's going on now. My brother, through death and through his music, again, I wouldn't have got this far without it. This is how I know how to move. His spirit still lives. Without his spirit, I wouldn't have got this far. 
Without his spirit, we would not be on this phone. We would not have this radio show going on. We would not have Fatal Valley Music Group. We would not have the things going on. We wouldn't be able to provide. I would have needed his spirit because I was not aware. I was uneducated. Now I'm educated, and I'm going full throttle to educate myself more and to educate people on what I know. And when I educate people on what I know, that gives me time to find more research and to educate more people and to let them know what I know so they can pass it down. Let's find these communities. Let's find. Let's talk to the people in the NAACP. Let's let them know what's going on. Because just like Cleveland is next week, you better believe they got a post about Philly the following week. So it just doesn't stop at Cleveland. It goes on and on and on until the presidential election. And then when Hillary gets it, all hell is going to break loose. Every black person should be voting for her. Every black person, because that's the only, that's the only way we're going to have some security for a little while. Just for a little while. If Donald Trump comes into office... Then all hell breaks loose once he's once he's sworn in. So get ready for that. But we have to we have to go vote. We have to vote for this woman. It might not be the person that you want to vote for. Personally, I choose not to vote. I don't want to vote because at the end of the day, nothing is gonna change. What's gonna be is gonna be. It's written already. We cannot change it. We can just ease it on on our our, our kids. We can give them time to prepare. That's all we can do. That's all we're doing. That's what we're asking for. Just give us time to prepare. And if we vote for Hillary and she wins, that's our little bit of time to prepare because it's going to happen. Amen. Well, wow, that was, that was a lot. That was a lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm going I'm to okay. appreciate that. Um I'm gonna go ahead and drop a little something on the on, on the music scene on you. Give us a chance to air out. I think we'll have about 20 minutes when we get back. Um, you know what I'm saying? A little a little request by the guest, and uh, we'll be back in a moment. This is your boy Boston Jeezy, uh, session 49, Black Lives Matters. You know, fighting smarter. Five one six four one eight five nine eight three. Five one six four one eight five nine eight three. We'll be back in a moment. We all agree tonight, all of the speakers have agreed that America has a very serious problem. Not only does America have a very serious problem, but our people have a very serious problem. America's problem is Bang. I 
up from a black man. Cause that. Stop 
people to hope they get along. Getting a point to our brothers and sisters who don't know the time. So we gotta ride. in your head, you know our job to build and collect ourselves with intellect. To revolve, to evolve the self-respect. Cause we got to keep ourselves in check. Or else it's As always, the song with a lot of fire. We're trying to avoid that right now. You know what I'm saying? We have Sarah Washington on deck. You know what I'm saying? We got the main man, Tiffany Mack on deck. We got my man, Sugar Ray, on deck. Then we got the main, main man, you know what I'm saying? Doug in the Cali area on deck. And we are back. Love you. Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had to come off mute. <laughs> Good day. Man, I was over here jamming, man. I thought I was on mute. I don't like the music. Had to stop. You know, you got 35 and up crowd over here. We rocking. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's the only way to do it. All day. You know, the thing is, that song is so powerful. And yeah, I've been right. trying to um, reach out to a few people under my label to get a remake of Self Destruction, and we honestly need that right now. Um, I just want to—I don't want to really go into promoting my label and my company, but I do want to promote the remake of Self Destruction because back then that's what it is—is is on a deeper level now. So. Can I can I interrupt you? You need to you need to promote your label. You need to promote your label. Yeah. I get tired of telling my children their music is trash. You need to promote your label. Yeah, well, I, see, I understand that, but what I'm saying is I don't want to really promote my label because that's not what this conversation about. And you know, I promote it on the website. I promote it on a different show, but I want to promote our people right now. But I want to use the platform that we have musically. Anybody that has a platform. We should be coming together, whether it's independent artists or mainstream artists. We're all artists. We're all one because we're in this rap, ga- this this music game together. So we should all come together, and we should all come up with a song, just like they uh, the slave days. They had a, a secret language, and that secret language was through hymns and gospels. And the slave owners just thought that they were singing. No. We all know about Harriet Tubman. They're telling each other what it's going to be and what we're going to do tonight. And people don't get that. And this is what we need. This is what we need in the remake of self-destruction and the remake of a lot of things. But we need to bring today's issues. And I put it out there, and people are bullshitting with it. I'm just going to be very frank and... I do mean to call people out. There's a lot of people that that are doing shows and tours right now that were in that era. They were rappers in that era that are still thinking about self, still thinking about their tour, still thinking about them getting back on the map. What they don't realize is they expired. You expired. You have to, um, Tupac said, we don't die, we multiply. His plan was to do his thing, then get some more people to do their thing, and that was Immortal Outlaws. 
and from immortal outlaws, there was supposed to be something else and then something else. But it stopped with the outlaws for whatever reason. So this is what we need to do. The people that were in that era and are still in the game, they need to get on it. They need to stop thinking about self. Stop thinking about self's pockets. Your days are over. Let's teach the youth. Let's, if you're going to be out there, let's put something out there that's worth listening to. We already know the old school songs. Let's put something out there of value. So if anybody in the music industry is listening or will listen, please contact either us or somebody. Contact somebody in the music industry. You have a platform, then develop something. You don't have to stick to independent artists, but I think us independent artists should all stick together because mainstream is not going to bring us in. They haven't. Thus far, and they will not. Why? Because that money controls them. The very thing that controls the white people controls them. So while we're going, while we're going after our youth, we need to go after uh, our older people, our elders. Some of us need to teach them. Why? Because they are not part of the awakening. The people on this panel right now are part of the awakening. And once you are part of the awakening, the blindfolders are off. You see everything. And if you don't see everything, it's coming to you because you have understanding and awareness. So when you're aware, you know what to look out for. And the things just keep coming. That's God pulling the blindfolders off of your eyes. And what these white supremacists don't realize is if they were Christians and God, and uh, their way was God's true way, then why did God punish them? Why can't they take the very thing God gave us, and that's the sun? Why can't they grow like we grow? God gave us life. We can live for 50 years and we'll look like we're 30, 40. They can live for 25 years and they look like they're 50 or 60. Like they really think that I'm, and, and I'm sorry I need to be sensitive towards the, the white people that are for us and I, I really do, but I'm just stating facts, and that's that's what it is. And I'm speaking in the uh, in regards to um, the white supremacists that have the thinking of the Aryan nation is the only way. The Aryan nation is not the only way. The the Aryan nation is Lucifer's way. The Aryan nation is Lucifer's race. That's his nation. It's not the race of God. It's not the race of our father. Our father did not teach us this. If he taught us this, it would not say it in the Bible, love one another. We are people, just like they are people. And it pisses me off that they are so ignorant. Because what's the definition of a nigger? Ignorant. Never ignorant, getting goals accomplished. Ignorance. The definition of a nigga is ignorance. Now, who is the true nigga? Think about it. These people are delusional. They are delusional. And because they know we're right and this is the right way, they twist the Bible up. They put so many religions out there. God says, do not follow an organized religion. 
what are these religions organized? So if we want to talk about the truth, and if we're talking about, yeah, exactly. If we're talking about the truth, and we just want to put the truth out there, because at the end of the day, we already know this is the beginning of end of days. So let's just open everybody's eyes. These people think that they're special. How about you were black at one point? You were all black at one point. You cannot be born in 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 the continent of Africa without having some melanin in your skin because you cannot take the sun. They were we were all born in one place and that's the Garden of Eden. It started with Adam and Eve. We were born in one place and then we were supposed to be fruitful and multiply and that we did. But then you know Lucifer got jealous. And then all-out war. So these people need to recognize the Aryan race, the white race, the people that are delusional and believe in the Aryan nation and the Aryan race, that is the devil's race. And we're going to call it what it is. Why do you think you cannot talk about uh, religion in school? If you talk about religion in school, you will be suspended and fired because they don't want you to know the truth. We can talk about George Washington, and we can talk about Benjamin Franklin, and they just let us start. They just let us start talking about um, George Washington Carver. Why? Because we can read now. We can open our eyes, so we're going to tell people what it is. But let's not forget, we're not putting none of y'all black people on the dollar. Do you really think they're going to put Harriet Tubman on a dollar? And if they do, how long is it going to last? It's not. Yeah. And, the, and if they do put it on the dollar, it's over. The dollar is not worth anything. It won't be worth anything. So you put a black person on a dollar, that's not worth anything now. How much respect do we have? It hasn't been worth anything for years, though. Like, uh, the military guys will tell you how hard it is. To, like, remember when we would go overseas and you go, like, to Dubai, and you go out to, like, TGIF or any of them restaurants out there, and it costs you, like, $85 for a $15 meal here? It's been three to one over there forever. And I believe that's what led to the downfall of some of these countries is they decided that if you guys won't convert to the central bank that we're using to control all of our wealth and economics, then we're going to come in and we're going to take y'all leaders down one by one because everybody know they can say what they want to about Gaddafi and Saddam. They was about our people. They was they about, were our people. about our people. Gaddafi's bodyguards was black women. They were sisters. His personal bodyguards were sisters. See, let, let me just and let me just take it. Let me take it here. The war that y'all fought, it wasn't over no goddamn terrorists. It wasn't over no oil. It wasn't over but nothing for nothing but money. And the reason why it was over money is because you have the government that comes in and twists shit up. What's the word? Diplomatically speaking. <laughs> They'll tell you what the hell they want to tell you So they can get over it Best believe if you make a deal with the government You're making a deal with the goddamn devil Because the government is the devil's panel You're making a deal with them 
every fucking war that's out there. I'm sorry to curse like this, but I'm getting upset because people, they think they're fighting for something. They're fighting for the dollar, and the dollar ain't worth shit because you know what? China is going to take it. We're so in debt, and we can't get out. We cannot get it. There's no way possible. Hell, we took deals from the goddamn aliens and traded on them, and they in here. So let's just be real. This race, this this poisonous race, this Aryan nation, this and I speak of the Aryan nation and white supremacy, skinheads. I speak about them because all of them are not like that. Those very people are the reason why there's chaos and fighting. They are the reason. That's the reason for the war. My my culture is actually Native American. That's the reason why they stole everything from us. And us being a race other than them, we're so loving and caring, and we come in and we teach them everything, and that's everywhere. If you want to learn, we're here to teach you. But once we teach them, they use it against us. And it's just not different races, it's different species. It goes way deeper than what it is. So just like Russia, I don't blame him. He might be an mf but you know what? He's getting his shit together because he doesn't want anybody a part of it. And I don't blame him. Castro, it took a black man to go to Cuba to make peace. But do you think, no offense, but do you think a Caucasian can walk in Cuba? Hell no. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Every nation needs to realize we are technically all one nation. This world is all one nation, but it's one race. That wants to put the whole world at the bottom of them. So the question is, if we're a whole world of nations and we have one race trying to oppress us, when the fuck are we going to get together and stand against one goddamn race? Because a whole world don't got shit on one race. What the hell can they do to us? Absolutely nothing. That's I think the biggest mistake is they done convinced everybody that it's okay. They done convinced yeah. us that it's right. I was that explaining this to, to my the, thirteen year old. Off, but I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, I just so. wanna I just wanna We're say that, to cut off that, that, man, I don't want you Okay. Yeah. That just goes back to um Willie Lynch's letter. Everything if you wanna know how and why we think like this, read Willie Lynch's letter. You have to you might not want to give it any attention. But in order for us to succeed, you have to read it. You have to go on these people's website. You have to see it. You have to show your son this is what it is. They're going to flag your computer as they flag mine. But you have to go. You have to show your baby this. I'm sorry to interrupt, yeah. but I just had to put that out there. Yeah, I, I, no, he was... That was a perfect way to end the show because, like I said, they're going to cut us off in a second. Um, Sarah, please come back to us. Come, please come I back to us. Another right. show, and like I said, this is this is a this is going to become a, a series, okay? Flossy G featuring Sarah Washington or whatever title you want to give it, whoever you want to host, come back to us in multiple different ways. We're going to be here, you know, waiting for you. God bless you and thank you for coming at us. I'm going to drop one more song by your brother, fellas. This is not the last show, but I don't want them to cut us off in an abrupt, rude way. I want to thank all of y'all for coming out. Sarah, you especially. God bless y'all. Good thank night. you for having me, and I want to thank everybody for calling in. 
Have a good night, everybody. Oh, yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate it. God bless and thank all of y'all. This is this is the world is changing by by her brother, uh, who saved Fatal, who she lost yesterday, uh, one year ago today. God bless you guys and thank you. And rest in peace, our brother, Kenneth. Uh, Won't you niggas take a look at a real thug and see why your bitches get suspicious and peel slugs at me? To the day I die, hard in a motherfucker trying to take it something other than dying. What the fuck could you do to me but laugh and just stay in your place while a real player master this? I know it's having for G's and then my levels to squeeze about an ounce of body count that drop past seven degrees. I'ma never go home, blasting on your bitch made, jealous ass niggas switching up like a switchblade. Life is what you're making, I'm making it dope. My dog died in the jail cell, shaking from rope. It's only one way out the game, and I suggest you stay from SDK, put on your chest and lay. Don't put your guns down, shoot for revolution and match. In other words, keep your shit cocked, shooting for cash.